It's all good. We're sitting down. I see the red button, so that means we are officially live, but it's okay because nobody's usually on at this point in time. But they say that controversy creates cash. So tonight, we're going to examine that. We're going to find out if controversy really does create cash and how much has controversy truly played a part in the success of professional wrestling right after this. Let's go. Houston, we have a problem. Yes! Wrestling Rum Now podcast, where we take a deeper dive into the world of professional wrestling. Now, you can watch all of our all of our wrestling rum content anytime on youtube.com slash the realm. I am your host, the realness himself, the real Dwayne Allen. He's your host, the Jack Daddy, Brian A. Conspicuous by their absences. They're also still your host, Brother Hugh has the third H to the H to the S, T to the H to the E, three to the R to the D, and who will be making a run later on this evening. Brother Brandon. Brandon's the guy guy. Follow us on all social media platforms and Twitter and Facebook at Wrestling Rum. That's two W's. Like, subscribe, and engage in the conversation with us. And you can also stream and download all of our audio content on Anchor, Stitcher, Podbean, Pocket Cast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Watch us and subscribe to our Twitch channel at The Wrestling Realm. So y'all can do what? I just went right through it this time. Yes, sir. Go. To support us and you want to join the brand and and and, and uh buy dice, head over to there it is, wrestlingrum.com where you can shop at wrestling realm. We have t-shirts, we have hoodies, we have mugs, all types of things that are wrestling rum. So if you want to dress like us or like himself, the Jack Daddy Brian H. <laughs> look at that t-shirt he's sporting. Look at that. Look at that. Hey, look, look you made it, so I had to, you know, I had to get it. I wasn't no, gonna put your uh, labor in the waist. See that. So if you want, if you want to support Brian H. Water and his fitness journey, head over to thewrestlingrealm.com. Also, subscribe to our Patreon. That's right. We have a Patreon for all exclusive shows, content, and bonus material, such as Brian H.'s thoughts. And Wrestling Figures Wednesdays, they say. Not to mention, we have a few exclusive videos where we happen to may or may not perform a WrestleMania trips, Brian H. Huh? <laughs> huh? 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 That's <laughs> patreon.com slash wrestling underscore realm. That's for all exclusive shows content and bonus material trust me you don't want to miss you for just a dollar at the lowest tier one dollar subscribe to patreon.com slash wrestling underscore realm but guess what we're not done yet because if you are looking to purchase tickets to concerts live shows sporting events and more head over to seatgeek.com where you can use promo code wrestling realm to save yourself twenty dollars off of any one-time purchase of fifty dollars or more and in case you haven't been out lately, tickets are high. So trust mm-hmm. me, you should have any problem getting your twenty dollars your twenty dollars off using promo code wrestling room for any first one time purchase. Now we have a few advertisements. Guess what? If Ooh. you have not if you have not heard, 
we have a new show coming to the Russell Room. Hold on, we got I found the sound effects button over here, so we gotta start. Hold on, time out. Here it goes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I played the question. Okay. okay, so I realized that you have to hit the button, you have to stop it. Okay. You gotta and, turn the loop off. No, turn it off. Is that what it is? Okay, uh-huh. <laughs> okay got it. Okay, so now we'll work this out. Championship culture featuring Brandon the guy guy. That's right. He will be on later to speak about it, but championship culture is coming to the wrestling realm where he will dissect, he will review, he will take only a true wrestling realm dive into everything championship related, I suppose. I'm excited about that. No, yeah, I am too. I think I think it's uh, uh you don't you don't have a lot of people that kind of use championship wrestling belts and titles as a talking point. It's usually like an accessory. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like an added bonus, but Brother Brandon is the belt king himself, and he's an avid collector, so he has so much knowledge in regards to the championships, uh, titles that we grew up on, titles that we like, titles that we love, titles that we didn't like, and we, we have a few arguments, we have a few debates, there's so much content coming from Brandon, the guy guy, and championship culture, championship reels, championship live, we have so much coming. So, once again, championship culture featuring Brandon, the guy guy, coming soon to the Russell Room platform. Yes, sir. Guess what, though? That's not that's that's, that's not it, Brian. H. We have. I, I know you guys. You, you've been working today. This I is, like this it. Is, this is one of those days where I said we were going to be doing a lot of advertising. So it's a lot of people in here now. But guess what? Finally, here to announce officially. Mm-hmm. What, what about mm-hmm. you? Totally shows. Now I have a sound clip or a video I should play, but I don't know if it's going to get flagged by 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 YouTube. Should I play it or not? Just do it. We Should can I mute it? it later. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. It's a party, it's a party, it's a party. It's a party, it's a party, it's a party. Oh. You was feeling it? See, I tried to make sure it wasn't. It was only they couldn't see that. but I was... <laughs> that's, that's the only appropriate dance you can do when you hear that. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're introducing to you all the Wrestling Realm Now podcast party. You may ask yourself, what in the world is a Wrestling Realm Now podcast party? Well, I'm glad you asked me because I'm here to tell you. It is when we invite special guests onto the Wrestling Realm to chop it up, to cut up, to participate in all the shenanigans with us. That's right. We will be inviting special guests to join us for certain episodes. Um, I don't know how often we're going to be doing this, but I know this is something we're going to be to, going to do on a regular basis. We said at the WrestleMania we were going to start it. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is finally here. So, guess what? If you want to be a part of this show and you join the Rustin Rum Now podcast party and join us for an episode, by all means, please, please, please reach out to us. At uh, how, how should people reach out to us, Brian? What would you prefer? Would you social media or would you prefer? Uh, in either way, I, I, I get all. Well, I ain't gonna say notifications, but I get it all to the phone. Whether it's the Rustin Rum at Gmail wrestlingrealm at gmail.com without the t-h-e or at wrestlingrealm on gmail i mean on instagram or what's the other one um twitter or facebook mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. at brian mm-hmm. h waters that's right so if you want to join us for an episode by all means please 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 reach out to us and we will do our best to continue to schedule as many guests as possible when we have these moments so we can enjoy the Look, I can't dance like Brother Hugh, mm-hmm. but I'm going to try my best, you know. But uh, Brother Hugh hit that Be More two-step. No, you remember... Brother Hugh... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, do you remember before <laughs> we went to... Um, remember NABJ16? Um, Brother Hugh and... Uh, in, in shout out to... Yeah, DC. Yep, yep, Brother yep. Hugh. 
And shout out to Keith Mack, a good brother from North Carolina. Uh, well, he yeah. living there. He's from Virginia. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they had they got to do their dance off. So hey, yeah. look, look who wants to come back to the party. T, uh, oh. TWG, shout out to those wrestler girls. They want said we want to come to the oh, party. Wow. Said that in the chat. No, oh, Flexo was one of the early people here. Oh yeah, pencil, pencil it in. So we definitely, def- so we got to get Brother Raj. So look, we taking bookings right now. Brother Raj is bringing in TWG. <laughs> Who else? Mm-hmm. Just sit, sit, just put it in the chat. Hit us up on social media, email, whatever it is. We're very informal, in case you haven't noticed. Yes, there is a be more two step. Brother Hugh got to do it though, because he don't yeah. even can do it right. <laughs> yeah, because nope. Even, don't Hit even that on me. deck by Gucci, shorty. Yeah, yeah, and you will definitely see a B more two steps. So absolutely. Yep. <laughs> Once again, the Wrestling Realm Podcast Party is here, and it's here to stay. Join us, join us, join us, join us. We want to engage with other wrestling fans. We can talk about a number of different things. What you're doing with your own life, your own brands, uh, your love for professional wrestling, how you got started, and then have the conversation with us, and just continue to do what we do each and every week, where we mm-hmm. take a deeper dive into the world of professional wrestling. Now, now, <laughs> and we have fun while doing it. Of course. I mean, if it's not fun, why are we doing this at the end of the day, right? Uh, we want to give a special shout out to uh, our good brother, Drew Rillingham. He was um, yes, sir. covering right now, man. We uh, we got a text earlier today about him, and he's one of the, he's one of the guys. Um, he's one of the uh, honorary members of the realm. He's a brother of ours, and he will mm-hmm. be joining us as well. He was probably him and, uh, and Lynn are one mm-hmm. of the two guys that, uh, you know, who have always engaged well with they We're just kind of like, we're all cut from the same cloth, and They've had us on their shows multiple times, and we're looking forward to having an opportunity to return the favor and have them on our show. You know, definitely as soon as Drew gets back into the space where he's comfortable and ready to do so. So, Drew, we're praying for you, man. We uh, we wish you, you know, speedy recovery, man. We are, you know, wishing the best and praying the best for you. So, uh, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't get a chance to shout out Drew Willingham. Absolutely. Uh, Speaking of, guess who's finally booked for his show tomorrow? Oh, tomorrow. Finally. (laughs) I'm finally pencil that me, me and Lynn finally figured it out. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I have the podcast and ESPN Lafayette. I will finally be showing up. Um, oh, that's what it is. I think, I think the show will actually be available this Friday. But yep, yeah. I think we, we will, we will finally get some. I mean, I've rescheduled like five or six times, so I will be showing up <laughs> on there. Who knows what the heck we're going to talk about? But trust me, like I said, you, you've been there a thousand times, just like myself. It's always a good time. You know, to talk a little wrestling with our good brother. Yeah, he does so much stuff too. I want to make sure people check out all his content. You know, uh, great, great at sports commentary. Um, so you definitely check that out. And then, you know, I I know y'all more into like the comic book scene and stuff like that, and he's heavy mm-hmm. into that. So yeah, y'all make sure y'all check that out. Oh yeah, it only seemed appropriate. So with that being said, tonight's concept, Brian H. Yes, sir. Tonight is one of those nights where we, we, we're going to go like old school realm. And what I mean by old school mm-hmm. realm, most people don't understand is that when we first got started with this, before we started doing the daily content, the stuff that happens like now, educators, right? Mm-hmm. We were like professors, ironically, even while we were in college. And our job has always been trying to help educate fans who not see or have understood. But there's a particular topic tonight that we're going to cover. Controversy. Now let's listen. Controversy and pro wrestling go hand in hand. Like it's almost like peanut butter and jelly. Okay, like mm-hmm. you don't you don't have one without the other. So tonight we're going to discuss how important that controversy has been to the success 
of professional wrestling while also having a conversation about some of our most controversial moments. And we're going to take we're going to take a look at some things that's going on today. We're going to go into the dirt sheets a little bit, and we're Uh-oh. going to determine. That's right, we're doing it. We usually we don't do these things, but you know what? We're switching things up a little bit. You, you have a problem with that, Brian H? You okay with that? You know what that means? I'm ready. <laughs> that means that means the bell has rung and it's time to start to show. So tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to discuss is some of these topics controversial or not. Here we go. I made sure to bring extra shenanigans today just for Drew Willingham. I mean, it's it's, it's you know it's it's only right for our good brother. But Brian mm-hmm. H. Let's talk about some of your, your 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 most favorite controversial moments in professional wrestling. But before you do that, tell me, wh- what is your take on what I just said in regards to what controversy means to the success of professional? I mean, you know, when you got two individuals getting physical with each other, right? It's eventually going to happen, right? Because mm-hmm. you trusted your life. But you're going out there beating the smack out of each other, and you eventually somebody's going to want to do business, and somebody's not going to want to do business, right? There's going to be times where, you know, we can people people can say, "Oh, it's predetermined," all they want, but eventually you're going to want to win a world title. You're going to want to win a championship. So, yeah, it's a lot of stuff that's controversial in wrestling, um, especially when you think about the realism of it but mm-hmm. then when you talk about creating cash it's like we talked about this uh it was just a few weeks ago where you had like okay this is a real moment let's make some money off of it you know mm-hmm. um and i know we'll get into it but I, I instead of going to the moment we'll get into later i'll talk about a moment we talked about before jeff jarrett and kurt angle mm. that was a real life situation now how controversy controversial is that but they decided to make money off of it. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff with that. And um, so when I think about controversy, controversial or not, that's when I'm interested to really dig into it and see what we uncover and we can educate people on as far as these moments. Now, the one thing you mentioned is when it comes to controversy, uh, Eric Bischoff coined the phrase that I believe that the title of his book. Was it a New York Times mm-hmm. bestseller? I don't know if it was or not. It, it should uh, be. He He had a book called creates cash right and mm-hmm. it seems like to me that's something that's kind of always reigned true especially in the world of professional wrestling it seems that, that some of the most controversial moments uh kind of resulted in some of the biggest cash flows in the history of professional wrestling right so yep. do you think professional wrestling will be in the space that it is right now if controversy didn't play such a major part like let's let's take it even back to yesteryear the, the, mm-hmm. Just the idea of saying, you know what, George, uh, George Hackenschmidt, you know what I mean, or Ed the Strangle Lewis having to come to a decision that, hey, you know what, we're no longer going to sit there and wrestle for six and seven hours in front of ten thousand people in these concrete stadiums, and instead we're going to start to predetermine the outcome of these matches and put on quite a bit of performance, right? And we're talking about at the apex, we're talking about at the very beginning of what we consider professional wrestling, where it became more of a performance art rather than a petition. That's got to be the single most controversial situation, especially during that time period that, you know, mm-hmm. anyone could even imagine. You you watched that episode. I know you don't do too many episodes of Dark Side of the Ring. Did you watch the oh. one with the Montreal Screwjob? No, I did not. <sighs> nope, 
I, I got all this information from the World Heavyweight Championship DVD that came out like <laughs> seven or eight. I don't even know what year it came out. The reason why I bring that up because um, Jim Cornette talks about the whole thing with Ed Destrangler Lewis. And, mm-hmm. and I know we mentioned this one. If y'all haven't done so, check out on our YouTube channel, Season 5. Check out our episode where we talk about the documentaries. But he talked about that was like the original. That would have been yes, um, right there, the fourth one on the screen. Um, he talked about the first ever screw job with mm-hmm. Ed the Strangler Lewis and how they was able because they had to get the title off of him or the other guy. And you you asked the question like, would wrestling be? I, I don't think so because if we look at some of our biggest or our favorite moments or places that shifted the business, right? Mm-hmm. Matter of fact. We can even talk about the year the Rome was born, 2011, when CM Punk cut that pipe bomb. That was as real as it gets, right? Sure, it was. Sure, everything ended up being like a work, but his feelings was real, right? Yeah. What he said yep. was controversial. And that led to you and I having even more conversations. Yo, did you see this, this, that, and the other, right? Twitter mm-hmm. blew up. Facebook blew up. This is when Facebook wrestling was a huge thing, you know? Oh, yeah. I'll, I remember. Wow, what you do to the mic? That sounds good. I, I I switched. I realized that my mic wasn't on. I was using the computer mic, and I'm like, I'm doing oh. all this hollering and screaming, and now it's like all of a sudden it's way more yeah. clear. Sorry. So. I was like, yes. <laughs> but um, so when that moment happened, think about how many people that wasn't watching wrestling, but they was like, wait, I'm curious because people like a real fight. Let's be real. What mm-hmm. when you look on Twitter, what blows up? fights you always go see somebody you have two old people fighting those videos gonna go crazy right so i don't think pro wrestling would be where it is without the controversies mm-hmm. the the thing i'm tired of talking about the montreal screwjob right that sure. led to the creation of mr mcmahon that's true right and you think about um the way we watch our programming uh brian pillman's pulling out a gun on Stone Cold Steve Austin during a home invasion, you know, that it caused yep. a spike in ratings. You think about the attitude era and you know, those moments right before, you know, it was considered the attitude era, but just edgier programming, controversial. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is a right in time, you know, K Fabe was at its all time high. Like it, it was still something that was taboo to, to look at professional wrestling as if it was a show, but look at what came from it. You look at um the formation of an NWO, it was controversial for Hollywood. Uh, for for Hulk Hogan, you know, say your prayers, you know, eat your vitamins to come out and literally turn his back on the wrestling fans as a whole. See, like, uh, the Hulk Hogan was the real American bro, you know, not to be confused mm-hmm. with G.I. Joe. But people took it personal, and it was controversial for someone of that magnitude. Like, you couldn't imagine Bruno San Martino doing such a thing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You couldn't imagine John Cena was a thing, but Hogan had the audacity to do it, and it was considered controversial at the time, right? Yep. You you look at um, you you look at just the 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 DX promo on USA. You know what I mean? USA threatens WWF at the time and tells them, "Listen, you need to stop doing these things. It's to be controversial, especially for our programming." And what did they do? They came back. They use it. They made fun of it. But guess what? It was such an entertaining situation for USA. They actually embraced it and they allowed WWE to continue to produce that type of, uh, you know, content, especially during specific hours 
doing their television and look what we got we got all types of edgy tv that came after that mm-hmm. so look it, it's a, when professional wrestling is no stranger to controversy but i think some moments are more controversial than others and i think some moments are controversial but then you find out that they're not which is the basis of this show you mentioned cm punk yeah at the time the pipe bomb was controversial only for us to find out 10 12 years later oh no it was they knew what was going on see it seemed controversial because he did a few taboo things he mentioned other wrestling promotions he sat down started talking about the owners of the company he talked about john laurinitis which was not a thing like nobody talked about his old personnel backstage especially talent relations that he was a name that was flying around everywhere <laughs> right. right everybody everybody that got released had something to say about john lord not i didn't know he was until he finally showed up on tv and i said oh that's the guy everyone's talking about it's because i think they understand that you know what a little bit of controversy can sometimes move the needle but mm-hmm. the question is brian h is there such thing as going too far ah oh, man you know who was it that just talked about this was it uh seth rollins mm-hmm. and he said, I think he said he learned from John Cena. You know, when that mic is on, it's anything. You know, of course, we can, as fans, we can say, okay, this person went too far. Uh, we can be sitting there watching, but I don't know. I mean, I think, obviously, you know, it's things you could say, you know, things you shouldn't say, but, you know, I think ultimately that's uh, subjective to whoever's in the ring. And whoever's on the mic, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and because like it's certain things I wouldn't say, you know. Um, you know, like for instance, right, last summer, mm-hmm. l- l- a year ago, Jay Bougie and Ron, Reverend Ron Hunt, they had their beef, right? Quote unquote, their work. And you know, rolling back the curtain, they was bougie was getting over, but he had to take a lesson from Rev. So they was going at it on the internet constantly, but there was still certain lines you didn't cross, right? And I bring up that on an independent wrestling level because mm-hmm. you're competing with so much. So it's like you're almost willing to take the complete gloves off just to stand out because you gotta you, you don't have the TV, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do think, like me personally, like, and this is the reason why I'm not a wrestler. No, don't talk about my parent that just died. Don't talk about, you know, my kids, etc. But you have wrestlers who, like, look, this is part of business. You know what I mean? I think it was like Eddie Guerrero. They people would say, well, Eddie probably would have loved that. You know what I mean? Like when Batista right. said Eddie's dead. Oh yeah, Eddie would have loved that. You know, so they're wired differently anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, business. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, so let's 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 do a quick warm up, Brian Ace. I need your opinion on some things, right? And I think the fans need it too. I need you to. I need you to help me help me dissect some things. So I'm going to ask you. I'm going to list some things, okay? I'm going to uh-huh. shoot off uh, just some 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 random controversial moments or, okay. or moments that are considered controversial because some things may be more controversial than others. But I want you to tell me, in your expert opinion, as 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 Brother Raj calls you, Brian H. Waters World is it Worldwide Waters? Is it he calls he you said. Worldwide? He calls you Worldwide Waters. Mm-hmm. It sounds like an old WCW show, like WCW Worldwide. <laughs> or, uh, or uh, who had who had the um? That's Titus O'Neil. Titus O'Neil worldwide. Titus worldwide. But yeah, our show is is shout out to Shoemaker who named this. It. it comes from WCW worldwide. No, it makes sense though. I mean, that was a great yeah. show for those that needed to watch something on Saturday. Uh, 
that's how I got my wrestling when I didn't have cable no more. Or, well, Bruh. after I like it clicked, like yeah, that's how I got my WCW was through Worldwide. Who are you telling? Bro, <laughs> worldwide and the live wire. That's how I, that's those years that I didn't watch wrestling like prime time. That's how I kept up with the business. Mm-hmm. Right. So so here we go. I want I'm, I'm gonna shoot off a few a few things that we consider controversial, and you tell me if it's controversial or not. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. D- Daniel Bryan strangling J- Justin Roberts in the Nexus invasion. Controversial or not? No. It's not. It's 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 a, it was a rule at the time, but it wasn't mm-hmm. that we hadn't seen before. Okay. All right. Um let me ask you another one. Okay, here we go. Uh I just I just had it. What's what's another moment? I just I'm drawing a blank. Okay, you be I drawing got, a blank if you. Okay, go ahead. I'm no, gonna make no, no. a joke about what I'm watching. No, here, here we go. <laughs> I got controversial not. Um, Sable's bikini, uh, in the bikini contest against Jacqueline. Controversial not. Well, you know, my teenage self was upset because they blurred it out, only to find out was hands. Like y'all could have showed that on TV. Um, uh, I'll say it was considering. But see, no, because all right, if we we from a shoot standpoint, no, you know what I mean. Like I don't think she went out there. But then you could say it was, was like, yo, at the end of the day, there was children out there. Like no matter okay. what, even though that wasn't your targeted audience, and this is mm-hmm. me speaking in my thirty year old mind, not my like eighteen year old mind. But I, I I could say I'll say yeah, with reservations. Like it's oh. not the worst thing we've seen, but you know, I'm pretty sure it was. It was it, it put it like this. I would say controversy because she would they had to run that, you know, she had to run that through Vince, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay, I got another one. Paul Paul Heyman dressing up as Paul Bearer not too long after Paul Bearer's death in the feud with CM Punk and the Undertaker. Controversial or not? Mm, see, we talking about death. Uh no, because again. Wrestlers are built different. And I think Paul Bear would have loved it. As far as what we hear about wrestling and people who love wrestling. I wouldn't be surprised if he would have loved it, I should say. Okay. I got an easy one. It, it, MJF throwing liquid in that kid's face at an AEW show. Controversial or not? <laughs> well, it's definitely controversial because he threw at a kid. <laughs> Even though we found out. Oh, I don't know. Did we find out if the kid was a plan or not? I don't know. That's the whole point. I'd never figured it out. Yeah. 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 That was controversial because, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Uh, something I believe you spoke about that you might have talked about earlier on, on, a, on another wrestling show. Um, Medusa dropping the, the women's WWF championship in the trash can live on television on a competitor's network in the height of the Attitude Era. Controversial <laughs> or not? Oh, that's controversial. Um, okay. you know, because you 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 taking the title, especially considering Flair, and this really just came back to me. Flair had took the was the WW WCW that was the world NWA title. Was the NWA title or was it the WCW title by the time when he took it on W when they digitized it? I'm almost blurred out. I'm almost Almost certain 1991 it was WCW. I could be wrong. Though. I feel like it was. I feel like by yeah, the time it might have been WCW. Yeah, but yeah, when he took their title over, you know, that was controversial. So it felt like, you know, because of all that, when you're talking taking titles from one area to the next, you know, which, you know, I don't know if you heard Moxley on his wife's podcast or the clip 
when, mm-hmm. or he said that when he was AEW champion around SummerSlam, he wasn't even signed. Right. I remember and he could have yeah. showed up in Nashville yeah. with the belt. That would have been controversial. So, yeah, yeah, when you're talking belts and, and you know, championships, yeah. Okay. One more, and then we're going to move on. Can, does it get any... Well, this is, this is obvious, but does it get any more, more controversial than ECW? Do you know you do you know what moment I'm going to refer to? Oh yeah, there is if I'm not mistaken, it's the one we talked about on the um man, what was the title of that show? It's from season one. Um, man, most most controversial moments because we did two parts, and yeah. that's uh, Raven <laughs> when when Raven and Stevie Raven, Richards yes, and um was it was it Meanie? Uh, I don't remember. I think it was they 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 freaking put Sam on a crucifix and then put a crown of uh barbed wire on his head Bro, <laughs> was, you lost out on who could have been the best wrestler ever to be on your roster because of this day, moment the day you have kurt angle backstage <laughs> yeah that's controversy golly yeah, if, you, if you're talking religion that's another thing you know just it's just it's just an automatic no-no I think yeah. it's it's bad when ECW apologizes. That's like new, <laughs> at least something was out there like, yeah, I did something earlier and uh, something it was out. It was in bad taste. I shouldn't have did. I apologize. What if you know, like mm-hmm. national syndicated television? Okay, yeah. one more. Billy and Chuck wedding. Oh, controversial or not? See, that was during the time where times were changing. Society was changing. Aggressive. Look <laughs> on it. <laughs> So so here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. I think what made it controversial is not the wedding. Mm-hmm. It's the assumption. And that makes things controversial because afterwards, you remember, did you, you, remember, you watch the episode or you remember? Yeah, I, I definitely remember. Yep. Yeah. And yep. it was like, wait, we're not gay. And it was like, well, wait a minute here. So you just assume because of this. So that's what kind of made it controversial. But I think because it was, you know, I think the storyline was handled with care. Yeah. You know, it which every, it definitely was. Yeah. So I'm going to say no. They spoiled it earlier when they won. I don't want to say it was, it wasn't Good Morning America, but I think it might have been the Today Show or something like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> and glad like gave them like a, like a teapot <laughs> or something like that. And they had to go, they were like, you know, no, we're not really gay. No, it's just part of the storyline. I was like, oh, thank God. Because I just, I was not for Billy Gunn. I didn't care what Chuck Palumbo was doing. I was not for Billy Gunn because I wanted, I was Billy Gunn and Road Dog to uh, reunite to be the New Age Outlaw. So I was stressed we, out like, man. We're going to have to do, and, and, and I probably, I would want to sit in the, uh, the, the fan chair and ask mm-hmm. you all the questions about a, a spotlight on Billy Gunn, kind of like we did on Roman. And the reason why I say Billy Gunn, because I know he's like one of your favorites. I just in the nights. One of the high spots of watching AEW Dynamite tonight. <laughs> That's why I, I, I said I said I'm at least watching my guy Billy Gunn. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's still Jack. He still looks good. In his 60s, you know? I believe. 61, 62. Right. You know, I mean, we're talking about LeBron getting ready to go play basketball with his sons. Billy Gunn is having programs with his sons. Like, let's give this man his prop. Um, but yeah, I I, I definitely want to do something. Uh, where we talk about this, yeah. Um, uh, but brother Brandon uh, said something. He said, um, Matt Hardy and Edge controversial or not? Oh, definitely, most definitely. I mean, we, <laughs> that was a these are obvious, bro. That was so real. Yeah, you ain't sure. 
I, I we, we you and I've had this conversation before. I remember watching and I knew something was up. It's because when Matt Hardy jumped the rail, mm-hmm. they would not mention his name. Yeah. And I was like, yo, that's Matt Hardy. And I was like, well, why aren't they saying anything? Like it, like they were just like, oh, a, a former somebody used to work here. And I was like, oh, and I was like, oh, no. And then that's it was the rumors are already swirling around about him and Lita. I mean, first of all, you know, they were already kind of running around. We were we all knew like. Like shoot, Matt Hardy and Lita had a had a thing going. Like they were like an item mm-hmm. on TV and then off of TV. And then we knew something was up. And then when I saw Matt Hardy, I was like, oh no. And then maybe not too long ago, he not too long after, I mean, he kind of he showed back up in the WWE. So it seems Speaking to me Hardy. Look who's uh-huh. in the chat. <laughs> hey, Hardy. She has joined us. Matt Hardy Edge was so dramatic. It's very dramatic. It was very, very dramatic. Matter of fact, yeah, that goes on the screen, Steph. Thank you for participating. Look at that. But I'm gonna take you. So there's a hidden gem in the wrestling room archives mm-hmm. way back in the day i interviewed shout out to the homie sienna sienna well shoot she ain't she was sienna duvall at the time okay she was in the uh arena and I, i'm not sure if she talked about this in an interview or it was a print interview i did with her in 2011 but she talked about she was in the arena and matt hardy showed up that night and was like stand right here and don't move and that was the night he attacked Edge on Raw, and nobody knew who he was. Well, mm-hmm. you couldn't tell because they wouldn't, like you said, they wouldn't put the camera on him and everything. And I remember until like after the commercial, my, I was texting my uncle Troy, and I was like, "Yo, did you see that?" Because we, we had literally just had a conversation about Matt Hardy earlier in that day. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, "Nah," and, I, and he was like, "Yeah, Matt Hardy fired, whatever, whatever." Then this happens, and I text him. He said, "No, nah, that ain't him. That's Matt Striker. His name Matt Striker." <laughs> and then afterwards, you see Hardy. He's like. Whoa, what's going on here? Bro, I, I literally had a I literally was in the maybe the grocery store earlier and they were talking about um I it might have been a pro wrestling illustrator or a wow or like a, um well it was yeah, it was a world of wrestling magazine and they were just talking mm-hmm. about they were ranking different guys and Matt Hardy had a page in there and he was like, you know, most likely he's gonna end up in TNA after getting fired and all this other stuff and his brother and then literally he was on TV maybe not too long after that. So I was like, Oh, this is it's it's very controversial, but in case it seems to me that controversy creates cash. Now, there's a lot of controversy right now that's going into the WWE. Is there a situation where you feel like it's gone too far, where they try to be controversial, but ends up biting any promotion in the tail? So, so there's a couple of moments that I'm not okay with. I'm not okay with the Jeff Hardy, Sheamus sobriety storyline. I'm I think that's too far, right? Okay. Because, because you know, it's you, you're touching on real life situations and certain subjects. It's like who is too close to home. The way they uh, Scott Hall's same thing. This this the um the struggle with sobriety storyline in WCW in late '98, going '99. Too much, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, is there ever a situation where you were watching professional wrestling or any level, any promotion, where you said, "Bro, this is going too far." I'm I'm gonna tell you honest truth. Uh, it. The one you mentioned before, Kurt Angle versus Jeff Jarrett, bloodbath. I was like, nah, this isn't it, man. This yeah, definitely this, that one. Mm-hmm, this isn't it. But go ahead, tell like what what are some of the moments where you said, All right, bro, we don't we don't need this. This is this is a little much. Paige and Charlotte Flair. Um Okay. Specifically. When uh she mentioned about Reed. Oh, uh, yep, 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 yep. Didn't need that. You nope. you could look in Paige's face and see she wasn't comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact is, like, you know, somebody who, like, when I watched the Charlotte documentary on A&E, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, like that's me and Megan. As right. far as her and Reed, like, sure. you know, yeah. somebody's close to their sibling. I so yeah, I, I thought that was that's one of the moments that stick. I was like, yeah, they they definitely went too far with that one. Okay, how about uh, you got any more? What's another one? What what you think oh. about? Go ahead. I, I was gonna say Owen three sixteen. Ah man, 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 man. <laughs> you know, um, like you heard his neck for real, bro. And and the crazy part is when I heard the story, what well, also was like, no, he didn't even call to apologize. Like he didn't even care. I was like, oh, not Owen. And he, you know, by this time we had Owen had passed away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he he is a, is a beloved hero to everyone. And to mm-hmm. hear that after the fact, you're like, man, kind of crummy for somebody to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I remember Austin say like. During the Owen Hart tribute, he came out there and he laid a beer in the ring and he walked out. That was his way of kind of making peace because he was an Owen Hart fan, you know what I mean? But of course, nobody wants to see anybody pass away in any any way, shape, or form, let alone tragically, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But him, him kind of cracking open that beer and then uh, he was a top just, guy, so he kind of had to. Yeah, we'd be real, you know. Yeah, that's it's a responsibility that he had. Let's let's talk about walking controversy, right? Um, okay, Goldust. You talking? You talking about 1996, right? Yeah. World's still relatively conservative. Things are starting to change. Things are starting to rattle the cage, you know, as far as society and how society kind of operates, right? But um, Goldust, what what is is? Let me ask you, controversial or not? Whoa! At the so, see, yeah, it's it's, it's a doozy. He went. It's 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 going the lines for sure. Um, especially I a, like I need an answer. I know. Uh, I'll say it was controversial at the. There time. it is. I was waiting. <laughs> now, tell us why. Why did Why did you find uh, Goldust to be a controversial? So I mean, like you know, at the time it was just, you know, he was. And what androgynous as they described it, yeah. But to be Mac, like McMahon, probably hey, the androgynous one, yeah. But you know, nobody was used to like you know the way he was like would be touching like he had Ray's or Ramon's name tattooed on him. Six, uh, six, seven, two, two hundred sixty pounds. <laughs> the gold suit, wig, lipstick, <laughs> face paint, and a valet named Marlena. Smoking, yeah, smoking a stogie. Uh huh. So yeah, uh uh-uh. <laughs> It was definitely like I said, ninety six. It was controversial. You know, as a child, I'm like, I- I'm sitting there looking. You know, I-, I put it like this: you couldn't imitate him, not in this household at that no. time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, now, what was more controversial you when it comes to Goldust? Was it the the actual character of Goldust? Or that moment when he pretended to be like a born again Christian, but he was talking about like the return of gold dust. See, that becomes controversial. That's, that's 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 quite offensive. <laughs> yeah, but there's like you don't realize it in the time. Like it, like honestly, to be a hundred percent honest, somewhere the moment got lost with me because it was uh-huh. just like okay, gold dust is back. But because I was like watching raw, watching wrestling based on Shotgun Saturday Night, that's the only mm-hmm. way I knew about it. Yeah. But it wasn't until we started the wrestling realm that I put it like, oh, he was wasn't really talking about being Christian. No, now see, now see like that just thirteen years later, and that's the thing. Uh, we're gonna, but brother Brandon's waiting backstage. We're gonna bring him in in a second. 
Um, but I, I remember specifically when uh, I, I was not a big Goldust fan. Like mm-hmm. I didn't when I started looking at him as a wrestler instead of just this dude that makes me uncomfortable. I began to like, okay, Goldust is that guy. You know what I mean? But as a kid, you know, like I, I remember, I was like, y'all like Goldust, and my 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 uh friend's dad is like, what? Goldust is the man. He's like, just watch him. And I and I watched his um one of his like they they did a thing in one of his vignettes where he was pretty much advertising Goldust's return, and I was like, oh no, Goldust is that dude. But it was the first time I looked at him as a wrestler instead of just get this guy off my screen. Mm. You know what I mean? Because he didn't Goldust. Yeah, because you didn't know how to take Goldust. Like he's coming out there. He's rubbing on the guys. Like, I remember, I think he said Savio Vega was his idea. Like, dude, like, dude, make, like, rubble me and making me uncomfortable. Like, people are going to, you know what I mean? They really helped, mm-hmm. like, go there. And same thing with Razor Ramon. I remember when he kissed um, uh, Ahmed Johnson. Ahmed Johnson, like, came to and he started wiping off. God, this is a, one of five wire moments. And he starts wiping off the gold lister. He just ran to the back, like, he's going to kill Gold Dust. And of course, you had, uh, you know, the match he had at WrestleMania 12 with Roddy Piper. And, you know, in, in that, Hollywood backyard brawl, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So, uh, but yeah, I remember when Goldust was, um, when he was, uh, you know, he gave up Goldust and he said, Goldust dies today. And he puts he puts the jolt, the jump seat aside, the little <laughs> he was Goldust, was, Goldust dies today. <laughs> he, put, he puts his jumpsuit in the thing and he lights it on fire. And, uh, you know, that was it. And then he was every week, he was always. It was a rat. I'm gonna tell you what's going on. Since you didn't know, let's let's go back to '97. This is oh. this is the realness and brightness in school, and I'm explaining to you what happened on Raw. So, Brian, <laughs> what happened? Talk for about some, it. For some reason, there's always these random segments before certain match and certain segments where Goldust will pop up as Dustin. Dustin, uh, did it go by Dustin Rhodes? He was going by Dustin Runnels. Dustin Runnels on a screen. It was him. You know his regular hit on, on a blue background saying, "Ladies and gentlemen." Instead of watching this next segment coming up on, te- uh, on WWF programming, I suggest you watch, uh, look at something that's more wholesome, family friendly, like Oliver Twist. And he starts names and he goes, and my personal favorite, the Holy Bible. This at the third because he is soon to return and, and stuff like that. You were like, okay. So now, mind you, this is this is my spiritual awakening. Like, I I, I found Jesus early. Like, I, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I was like, oh, okay, you know, I was, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't just like a regular church kid. I was like, okay, this is, you know. And then, like, randomly, he would walk through the crowd with, like, a John 316 sign, you know? Like, he would come through the crowd, CM Punk's, not CM Punk style, um, uh, Shield style, and just kind of walk through the crowd and stuff like that. And then when he kept saying he's soon in return, I forgot, beef with Val Venus, I think it was. Mm-hmm. You know, Val Venus was, stole his wife. And, and they made a video. <laughs> made, a, made a video. It, it, first of all, let's talk about Val Venus. We'll get to that. <laughs> so, uh, we're going to bring Brother Brandon in a second. But, you know, I remember that, and I was like, oh, dude, he was talking about Goldust returning the entire time. You know, he wasn't talking mm. about you. I was like, oh, this is, this is... And I was sitting to myself, oh, man, if my, if my mama sees this, there's yep. no way in the world. She's like, no, nah, cut that off. We're not doing that. Not <laughs> it's, it's bad enough we trying to explain Austin 316 shirts, and I was like, oh, no. Nah, I'm it's, it's, it's not reli- this is not religious. It's just him saying what he's what it stand for for him. <laughs> controversial now we know the whole story thanks to you and your cohorts <laughs> <laughs> you talk hey fave like <laughs> right if you if you know, brian ace participated in what i consider like a podcast case study for professional wrestling <laughs> where that's where that's exactly what, that's exactly what the heck it is well we learned the truth about the austin 316 store amongst other things it's called the book of wrestling that you can find on uh all audio platforms uh specifically spotify 
And mm-hmm. in the book of Rustin, they 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 dissect the story behind Austin three sixteen and the Stone Cold Steve Austin and when all that stuff happened. And uh, Brandon, brother Brandon's issue, you can bring him in anytime you want to. Yeah. I remember hearing, you know, you guys kind of break down. No pun intended. There's brother Brandon. You did he had just in time for the consensual speech. <laughs> um, I'm sure you've been listening backstage, haven't you, brother Brandon? <laughs> okay, good. So we'll get to you in a second. Um, because we're talking about gold dust and we're talking about his controversial uh moments between being gold dust and then being, you know, Dustin Runnels and saying he's coming back, he's coming back, and it was whole time it was gold dust. But but we moved to Austin, <laughs> Austin 316 t-shirts. In my house, you know how hard it was for me to try to s- skim over that, you know what I mean? For 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 my 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 very very religious mother, you know what I mean. <laughs> And I was like, man, this is not going to go over well. And only to find out that that didn't blow up overnight like like we believed it, like we've been told in the DVDs. But anyways, you see that shirt, you're like, ah, oh, crap. I know they don't mean any harm by it. It's not trying to be, you know, sacrilege, even though it kind of is. You know what I mean? But it's like we we <laughs> made we made like, well, you know, yeah, it's just it's just it's, it's, a, it's television. It's a show. It's not real. And you look at it that way. Right. And. I remember saying to myself, my brother had, uh, he was at the Maryland State Fair and story time with the realness. And he wants, should I make a segment somewhere? Should I do that story time with the realness? Put it on Yeah, you should. should. I put it I'll put it on Instagram. Instagram? Instagram yep. right there, place? Okay, I'll do it on Instagram. And, he, and he, he, was, he was at the Maryland State Fair and he won something. The prize, and the prize was a was like, like an 8 by 10 Stone Cold Steve Austin picture. Now you talk about 1998. Anything Stone Cold Steve Austin related. And my mother sees a picture. She goes, "Huh, so what's with this Austin 316 uh, uh, on his vest?" I was like, "Oh, you know, this is you know, because everybody, you know, because at the time people were putting up the John 316 signs at football games, and everybody was just putting up any 316 related." So I was like, "You know, it's it's just what fans do. It's nothing, you know. They don't mean any harm by it or whatever case." Where you say, "Mm-hmm," I immediately panic. I come up with this elaborate story, like, "Okay." Oh yeah, my I realized what uh 316 stands for, what that what that's about. It's not not what you think it is. See what what it was was, and this is I lied to you not, this is my legitimate explanation that I gave my mother. I'm in the fourth grade, my brother's in the maybe sixth, seventh grade, whatever it was. And I told her, I said, No, see, Stone Cold grew up in the ghetto, and every morning at 316 in the morning, somebody got shot. So, you know, naturally growing up, that's just what and she was like, No, I'm not trying to hit that. I was like, No, no, I'm saying, and that was the end of the conversation. She wasn't budget. Yo. What? That was my I'm trying to tell you. Listen, now you mind you, I'm nine. <laughs> Bro, I'm nine. I'm nine. Bro. And I'm pan and I'm panicking because there's no iPads, there's no phones. Mm-hmm. We barely had computers. You couldn't even watch digital stuff on the computer. It was all HTML, right? Yeah. So I couldn't afford not to watch wrestling. Time it was too hot. Like and that in my house, like a punishment was you can't that's how important it was. And, and I panicked, and that was the explanation that I came up with. But it was it was such a controversial thing to do that I was like, okay, uh, you know, I I I panicked, and and I think by the fact that I came up with that story proves that it was, in my mind, quite controversial. That is the most brilliant thing for a child to say. That every time three. <laughs> We gotta clip that off of social, bro. I lied to you not. I said nah. See, he was from the ghetto, and every <laughs> every morning, every every day, three sixteen in the morning, somebody got shot. Like that's the best I came up with. That's how controversial it was. It was controversial. Dang it. So 
So wow. yeah. Brother yeah, Brandon. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, she was about to say something. It was about to, I, no, I was going to say, I, I just knew better not to ask for the Austin 316 shirt. Like, no matter how hot it was. Nah, um, you wasn't getting that. You lucky. That'll that DX shirts. Nope. Not the yeah, one that said suck on the back. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I remember reading in a magazine where he said it wasn't meant to be sacrilegious, right? And then I remember, you know, we talked to um Michael P.S. Hayes about it, and he said, you know, he grew up Catholic and stuff and whatnot. But the funniest thing was my Stone Cold Steve Austin. Shout out to the homie um Justin from the Wrestling Classic. Um, he interviewed him, and <laughs> Austin said the biggest fans was pastors. <laughs> It's like he thought pastors and priests would hate on. He's like, dude, we don't care. We get it, <laughs> bro. Wrestling, you know something. Wrestling back in those days, it, it and it was. And, and to be honest with you, they were telling the truth, man. Like it was just mm-hmm. TV. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, but wrestling transcended everything during that it time did. period, man. It was just something. It was just. It's 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 a moment in them that we we have really been blessed to experience, like firsthand not after the fact because think yep. about it it's it's still one of the hottest things that's out there now like i said I, i'm around a, younger kids that refer to that era and they don't know mm-hmm. that it's called the attitude era. they just know of that era and um they call it old wrestling and um wow so yeah this is weird isn't it it's awkward i don't, I don't even the, i have a rule certain things i don't argue with people who weren't born before and like i'm not if you were born after 91 don't i'm not arguing with you about bret hart for yeah. the certain reasons if it's, you were born after 90, what, 5, 97, I'm not arguing mm-hmm. with you about the attitude era. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. It's the same thing with the, the whole Michael Jordan, LeBron James conversation. Like, bro, if if you're my and you grew up seeing Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant, then we can have this conversation. But, like, if, if you're, like, you grew up in the 2010s, you were coming of age. With a, we're not going to listen. Brother Brandon is is. I want to make sure that I get his take. Like, ladies and gentlemen, we have a new segment coming up um, that we're going to introduce really, really, really quickly. But I'm going to make sure we get Brother Brandon into this conversation. Now, Brother Brandon, you have been here. You've been listening to us go back and forth about what we consider controversial and professional wrestling and how controversy and professional wrestling seem to go hand in hand because Eric Bischoff clearly was correct when controversy creates cash. So, sir, what what do you think about some of the most controversial moments that we have been discussing <coughs> up to this point in professional wrestling? And do you consider them controversial? I mean, we talked about Gold Dust, Austin 316, and we about to talk about Val Venus. So <laughs> <laughs> we get into all the recent stuff. We have to get into the recent stuff as well. So please stick with us. Trust me, we they, we have an agenda. We, we're going to get to it. We're going to talk about some of the recent stuff in, in, in the dirt sheets, in the news, and we're going to discuss if these things are virtual or not. But we have to we have to go to the past, right, to reference so we know exactly what controversial truly is. Brother Brandon, you had the floor, sir. Ooh, that was a lot. Um, <laughs> I'm going yes. to say this before I give you my take. You forgot two controversial things that deals with, well, actually three, I'm sorry. And, you know, they deal with my favorite things, you know, belts. But I'm going to just keep that, um, let you marinate on that and figure out which three I'm talking about. But definitely Goldust. Goldust was controversial because he put eyes on the product. He made people wonder whether Mm. you liked him or hate him. It was, oh, what is this guy doing? Oh. And then to hear the stories now, I appreciate it even more because, like you said about the story with Armand John, I mean, Armand, Savio Vega said, no, 
I want you to do this. Then he like tried to get him to go do this to the Undertaker, seeing the natural reaction, but mm-hmm. it helped enhance the Undertaker. He was even more scarier now. Um, it, the Daniel O'Brien with the choking thing, I get it, but I don't think that was controversial. I think that was just they told him go out there and sell it, and he did it. Mm-hmm. I don't think okay. they warned the man losing his job. I mean, he went out there and sold it. I mean, some things that we see um, wrestlers do for could actually end people's lives, not necessarily their careers, and they're still working. So him putting that around his neck, I don't know if he really like legitimately choked him or was such that much of a sell or what. I don't know, but it what did it do? It brought Daniel Bryan back and made him even bigger of a star. <clears throat> so when we talk about they create cash, apps are freaking lootly. I just have a personal feeling that, you know, certain things like Lita, Matt, Edge went way too far. Like, it just went too far. And as far as, like, mentioning wrestlers, I don't think that you should mention them in the light of, like, when Dominic Mysterio said, yeah, I wish Eddie would have been my father. To me, that wasn't controversial. That was just distasteful. Like, really? Okay. But that, but yeah. their family, that's not, how does that work? Because I, here's why I ask. Let me let me tell you why I ask. Like, when I say family, um, like Jerry about um Helen and Stu Hart, real bad. And I used to be like, I I hated Jerry Lawler for a lot. Like, mm-hmm. Jerry Lawler, he's he's probably him and Terry Funk are my favorite. What I consider old time wrestlers, right? And he said salt. I don't reason yeah, I wasn't yeah. mad anymore because like, like, because like 15 years later, I found. Doubt that Bernard said, Oh, yeah, my parents loved him, but I remember that one, they were like family, and two, they were in the business, so they kind of understood it. Does that mm. still play a factor for you, or do you still and feel I'm, like it's distasteful, regardless? I think it was distasteful because it's that storyline was a blink in Eddie Guerrero and Ray Mysterio's feuds. And that whole, oh, I'm your pappy type thing. Like, to me, it never got over to me as a fan. And it's not something I re- I recall Eddie Guerrero or Rey Mysterio's feeds for. Like, you got to go deep into the wrestling history to be like, oh, yeah, they had that ladder mm-hmm. match. Yes, the ladder match. But do you remember all the promos in between and for them to say, oh, at the last minute, oh, I wish Eddie was my father. I was like, really? That's that's the one thing you could do because you've been saying, yeah, I did be dead every week and now you're going to say this. I was like, come on now, you could have, it was, I don't want to say lazy booking, but I just want to say it was distasteful. So it was like, I think okay. that's your bias showing, brother. Just no, because, because you know what I would have did? I would have had no. Vicky come back. That would have well, been more impactful. I think, I think they were trying to do something, but I think she kind of got tangled up in that AEW web for a little bit. No, no, it probably between that and everything else that I, came out. I was about to say, and then that, that's didn't help either. <laughs> yeah. I just think because I do think that was a huge part of like that's how we was introduced to Dominic, literally because yeah. of that story, right? And, and I, I just think, think about everything else they did before I think about that. Yeah, that's you, but I think a lot this generation, that's one of the things they think about. They think more about that than the match at, you know, uh, Halloween Havoc or even you know their WrestleMania match. Just because it again. It's, it's one of those things that has an impact. You, you bring in a child in, and then this child grows up. Because you remember the first time Dominic showed up on TV, I was like, whoa, look, he just got big. Like, that's not yeah. the same little Dominic no more. And that's my point. So think about how long they've been trying to build this feud. And the week before, this is what he says. You didn't. Mm-hmm. You threw that out the last minute because you ran out of material. You couldn't think of anything else. So he said, oh, by the way, 
And I was like, yeah. And I maybe I shouldn't say this. It was lazy booking in my mind. Like that's all we could come up with. Like that was it. But so you don't it consider like, it. But you don't consider it controversial. No, I just think it was. It was just bad, lazy booking. <laughs> Lazy booking, everybody. So, so, so with that, let me ask you, this, brother Brandon. Do you have a list of some of your favorite or most impactful commercial moments for you? Like, do you have something off the top of your head? Do you have like a um, if if um, if you, if if you do, hold that thought, right? Because what I'm going to do, is uh, I, I want to. I don't know if I can say that on YouTube. I'm going to say it like that. Okay, how about this? So I, I talked about three things with a belt, and three and one of them. Three three instances with a belt, but we're gonna just because you said something about a belt earlier, throwing it in the trash can. Yeah, you 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 clearly talking about Shawn Michaels curving up his ding ding in a Playgirl magazine with it with the world championship. That's got to be it. Because that, <laughs> that, I don't know what it is. But listen, hold that thought. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna, we're introducing a new segment that we're gonna do every week, um, called the Proud Wrestling Fan Over, right? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This is sponsored by WrestlingRum.com. See the little the little live fifty seven oh three covers it up. That's okay though. But this week's proud wrestling fan takeover comes from Doctor D, uh, Daryl Williams, and he gave us a few of his uh, most controversial moments. So each week we're going to choose from fan reach out to us, and we're going to either take a quote from either the previous show or, or the upcoming show, and we're going to display him him or her so they can give their two cents about the subject. Or matter at hand that we'll be talking about just to give you guys a chance to be a part of the show so this is ladies and gentlemen uh the the first segment or the first one that we're doing are the proud wrestling fan takeover sponsored by wrestling.com where you can get a proud wrestling fan t-shirt for i believe 25.99 or less i don't know you have to go see for yourself but you can follow dr d at the real dr d on twitter and he said and this is a paraphrase because he said quite a bit he said in the 80s, you had the four horsemen um, attacking Dusty Rhodes in a steel cage and breaking his leg. You know, and for that time, that had to be controversial. Definitely in the 90s, Sergeant Slaughter's heel turn on America and become a which would eventually lead to money. The country, uh, you know, him versus Mr. America himself, Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania. He also talked about the formation of the NWO, um, as well as in WCW, Ric Flair shooting on Eric Bischoff after being fired. So this was just a, uh, just a few. Trust me, Dr. D had quite a few more, but um, definitely want a special shout out to Dr. D. Daryl Johnson, the first ever proud wrestling fan takeover participant. Thank you, sir, for your quote. And uh, with that being said, Brother Brandon, it is your turn. What are some of your favorite, most controversial moments? And after this, we're going to jump right into the to the stuff that's happening today because we don't need to be here too long. Well, one of them, I'm going to keep it real um, quick. It was involving an NXT Women's Championship. And the wrestler took a photo with the NXT women's title and NXT UK women's title, you know, poolside. And that was a whole big to do. And mm-hmm. it was, but look what it did. It got, it made her a millionaire in a month. Now, was so it, was, it, was that, that was that, 
Was that controversial or not? That's why I'm asking. I'm posing the question because I'll, I I want to I want to what you're going to say. Is it controversial or not? I don't because think it I, is. Okay, there it is, gentlemen. You gave her both belts. You, mm-hmm. she's been this person since she's had one belt. You clearly are keeping her as your figurehead for that division. But when she does something that, oh no, the sponsors might see this. What's wrong with it? They saw her any other time. I mean, was it too much? I don't think so. But would somebody? Of course, you don't, of course you don't think so. <laughs> With somebody's daughter looking at me like, I don't want to be like her when you have other role models in the WWE. Mm-hmm. So well, that's why I said, I don't think it's controversial, but I get weird. But I'm not saying that was the spark that started her. We got to get, you know, move in a different direction. I don't want to say get fired because I don't think that's what brings me back to my other point. People have done worse things and still have a job. Yeah, because uh, I, when you start talking about NXT championship belts, I thought you was going to go to an instance. <laughs> I did that on purpose. I, I had you nervous there for a second. Listen, listen. You, you by you being a belt guy, she would take a moment. And uh, all, I'll, here's what I'll say about that controversial moment. That's too controversial. <laughs> yeah, we cannot, we cannot even talk about this belt. Nope, not. I wasn't even going to do that. No, nope, we can't talk about. No. Nope. So the other portion is. I wasn't even going to do that. It's, it's not more recent. It's. You know, another belt, another Brian company. Is cringing over there. He is cringing over there. No, I'm He's... changing to another company. I'm changing to another company. Okay, um, going across the street, Brian H. Yep. No, we're, not even <laughs> we're going around the corner at this point. Let's go around the corner. Oh, no. Our friends okay. over there at Impact Wrestling. I remember right. waking up. I didn't watch this pay-per-view, but I remember waking up and saying, wow, they really did it. They really gave this wrestler the world championship. And I was shocked because the feuds have been there. I should have saw the writing on the wall, but this wrestler had a lot of negative attraction to her. Ooh, and to make yeah, her your world exactly champion, to make her your world champion, did it put eyes on a product or did it make, did it enhance what people, it put a magnifying glass on that mm. wrestler. You know what I'm saying? So now it was like, wait a minute, you want her to be your figurehead? She just be, you know, yes, it was a dashly heel. It was a whole storyline. It was a buildup, you know, and I I don't know if they were trying to recreate that magic that Jeff Jarrett and China had, but remember China was like the hero. You wanted mm-hmm. her to be Jeff Jarrett because he did so well at his job. But he was on the way out anyway. Yeah. But then now that you see this and it was like, she's really the world champion. This is, but you had other women that you could have built in my opinion to that, but it was that's what you decided to go when with. When one problematic person beats another problematic person. How good mm-hmm. is that? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And you had people where you had, fast forward, Jordan Grace became the first digital media champion. Mm-hmm. So you had the makings for it. Did you just not see it at that moment? And I'm not I'm not a number one Jordan Grace fan, but I'm a fan of her work. And was it not the right time? But you said, let's go with this. I'm just not saying her name for a reason. You went with this other wrestler because of that. And it created, it created. Hey, I, I didn't like people. <laughs> huh? No, it's That's not. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like I'm biased that I'm, because I don't know if these allegations are 100% true. Well, it's the because... worst person I ever worked with. I can tell you that. That's see, that's my problem. So, so now we just everybody's dropping controversial statements. Now that's what, <laughs> yeah. that's what we're doing so, in the streets. I'm gonna leave it at that because uh, I I like that company, 
I enjoy that company. I just think that that was one of those moments like, uh, I don't know mm-hmm. if this is the right thing. Like, but I'm one of the, as uh, Dwayne likes to say, the 25 percenters. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, 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 with, with that being said, let's stay on the train of women's wrestling. We had a um, a recent um, lovely, lovely, lovely appearance by the queen herself, Miss Trish Stratus, on Monday Night Raw this past week. Yes, Lord. Where she seemed to have cut, I don't want to say, if not the most impactful promo I've ever heard her do. Like, you know, I no, was... I was right. Okay, like, because I'm like, They've never let Trish Stratus speak this way before, and it looked like she was kind of telling the truth. Like that's how I felt. If it wasn't true, she made me feel like what she was saying was true, and I was like, "Oh, so so you?" It sounds to me that Trish Stratus decided that I want I want a piece of this era. Like I didn't get a chance to do this during my run, and I'm healthy, I'm in good shape, and bam. She said, "I am nobody's sidekick." First of all, Trish Stratus said quite a bit. She looks like a million bucks foremost, and she came out there and she and she said some things about the women's division. She said mm-hmm. that these little girls have forgotten, you know, who paved the way. Not even a thank you. That uh, will we, real women's wrestling did not start with a horse ladies. She said that on purpose. She said it on purpose. You know what I mean? And I was like, "Ooh, she's cutting." That was so feet. good. Was this controversial or not? I mean, this is this is one of the pioneers of women's wrestling. That she was cutting down the women's division, and I was like, "Man, I wonder how people are going to take this." Personally, I loved it. Never seen this version of Trish Stratus with this much oomph, you know what I mean, behind her. And what she said was all facts. So, gentlemen, we're here today to be to be bunked by the people that are listening to us. Want to want to hear what we have to say? Was this controversial or not? So I say this. Oh, Brown H, go ahead. Controversial? No, not really. It was a great sell job. I personally didn't. I didn't. I, I'm 50 50 on a promo. Really? Yes, absolutely. Loved everything she said. Loved mm-hmm. it. But Tristratus, to me, as somebody, now remember, she's in my top 10 of favorite wrestlers of all time. So just, just okay. to show people well, how, yeah. where I, 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 I hold her, I feel like she's been so nice for so long, she forgot how to be mean. And I'm like, well, let me give it some time because maybe I'm just being super critical because I felt like I was waiting for that. That grit and and Trish Stratus in the microphone, I mean, in the ring doing a monologue to me didn't hit the way I wanted to. Hmm. Maybe if she would have been going back and forth with, say, a Becky Lynch or a leader, she would have ripped them to shreds and I would have got what I wanted. So I'm trying to wait and see. But okay. to me, it was I was still waiting for like, you know how when you're hungry and you mm-hmm. eating, but you're still chasing that full. That's what I was I felt like. Like, okay, now I'm what's next? What's next? But I loved everything she said. Hmm. I loved the fact she was on the end. She looked amazing. Yes, she like, did. You, she's not supposed to look like that at this age. Yeah, she she what 46. Yeah, something like yeah, yeah. Because I used to have that age calculated. Like, yeah, if I get a certain age, I yeah, yeah. There you go. Keep <laughs> counting, brother. <laughs> yeah, her, 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 yeah. But you know, but yeah, she looked amazing. But it's just, mm, but I'm, I'm interested. But I don't think it was controversial. But I definitely think it was neat. Like to me, what AJ Lee did back in the day, because yeah, of, I was, I was she, she, she chopped heads off. 
Yeah, she Trish went for the really... she went jugular. Yeah, Trish ain't chopped no heads. It was off. it was it was raw for Trish. Like it wasn't like you know what I mean. Yeah, like, it, for, for where she was, I'm like, oh, this is the this is the most raw you have been before. So it, since well, to me, see that's the thing though, right? When her and Lita, when she was the heel and and she showed up in that wedding dress, I mean that that wedding, you know what I'm talking about? When Lita was Gary Mary Kane, like that's when I she was like yes. going for the the, the juggler. And sure. I guess I was looking for that, but and again, as we talking, as I'm thinking about it, maybe that was the thing. She wasn't doing a dialogue. Maybe it's the monologue. And and I think about it. When's the last time I seen Trish do a dial a monologue in the ring as a heel? It's been forever. Because you remember when she did that first TNA promo and Jerry Lawler said, "You look like a deer with the heads, the, the lights cut off." You know what I mean? She kind of looked like deer caught in the headlights. She kind of looked like that. Not almost, but. It looked like she just forgot how to be mean at the end of the day. Brother Brandon, controversial or not, she said some mean things. Oh, oh I thought that was very nope. true. Uh, that's what I was going to say. It, her promo came, the reason I enjoyed it, I don't think it was controversial, it came from a place where you as a wrestling fan sitting there like, she actually got a point. She's actually saying what you would think somebody that has done what she's done would be thinking of. She literally spoke facts and said, you know, especially when she said the point about um, they should have been saying, what she said about the main event, she said, they were chatting, this is awesome, they should have been saying, thank you, Trish. Like, Oof. a heel persona would say that, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and I just compared to like, and remember for a while, Becky Lynch was just treading water, being happy-go-lucky Becky, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Coming out, spinning her hair and everything, and I remember that promo when she came out and she said, I'm tired of being I was the this. I was that. I was that. I was the first ever SmackDown Women's Champion. I was this. I was that. First ever draft pick for SmackDown. It's time for me to start being the I am. You know what I mean? And then yeah. it was like, you believed it. And then she went on this amazing run when it boom, 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 boom. And then uh, here comes Charlotte. And the promo after she lost, she kept trying to be that mean person. It's like, you can't do that when you just gave us this fired up. I'm about to win. You just snapped on Charlotte. We want you to keep going with this. With Trish, I want that same energy. I want to see what she's going to do next because it was grounded in so much realism. It's mm -hmm. realism that she could have turned it in. If somebody else, would, if Lita would have turned on her, she could have mm -hmm. came out and had that same, uh, Lita, how could you do this? I built this division with you, you know, whatever it may be. It could have went either way. And I'm just like, I get where Brian's coming from. I wanted that last mic drop moment. Yeah. I wanted an exclamation point. It was That's like all. she said it and I'm done and just walked off like but I was like, no, give me some more. You was on a roll. Especially when she said, um, I was the first one to main event raw. I'm like, Oh, yeah, okay, she, we going there now. She started the conversation off saying trailblazer. That. I was like, Look, I'm a trailblazer. I said, Oh, this is we're going down memory lane. Let's see how many people really know this. And I was waiting for her to say, you know, I went from valet to wrestler to champion or something. You know, mm -hmm. I wanted her to hit it with her history to say how fast she did it because I remember watching Trish walk to the ring and then like the next week I'm like, oh, she can wrestle. Where'd she mm -hmm. learn that from? It was right. such a seamless transition. It was like, where did that come from? Has she really been practicing me how to say, like, I didn't know she could do this. Like, and I started being invested in her. So nope. this, I want to see 
if Becky Lynch is gone for a few weeks or whatever, so that way we can have some heel Trish moments, mm-hmm. bring it on. I'm ready. I, I'm I'm interested in it, and I think what you said about Trish says, you know what? I want a piece of this. The males do it all the time. Come back and have another run or two. Yeah, I've been saying that for weeks. Months. Yep, but I'm Not- like, it's she, her and Lita were the first. Well, Lita tried it, but they were only like one matches. You know what I mean? It wasn't like a yeah, long like one off. Yeah, yeah. So I'm interested to see if this is going to be something that leads all the way to SummerSlam, and then she goes back in retirement. I'll be okay with that because I think we get her and her and Becky at SummerSlam, but I need her and Lita first. Yeah, I need I was to have that. one more. Yep, mm. and I think her and Lita could be there in between. You think? Do you think they can still carry a match together? Usually, somebody's got to have some young legs in the ring. I was now see. I was getting ready to say that though, right? I don't think somebody said this on Twitter few weeks ago mm-hmm. that they don't think Lita can keep up with these young women because of the fact that you know and then maybe it's also the fact that Lita was the only person doing what she was doing at the time and now we sure. see it all the time like we see it on NXT shout out to mm-hmm. Sol Ruka um, we see it on NXT level up so but for the sake even if even if I mean I think it'll be a squash match but I think Trish could carry Lita because she would work to her strengths, and she wouldn't yeah. try to even Trish even a heel would be good for Lita. Even having all that time off in the ring. Who Trish? Yeah, yeah, because it ain't got to be that long. No, okay. Uh, I know we want to, but hair to the side, she could be and, the heel Trish. And look at the yoga. Look what yoga is doing. Her so mm, good. Mm, mm. <laughs> so I think mm, she could, mm, you know. And, and I know y'all, y'all in the chat, y'all, y'all know we we telling the truth, and we being very respectful. Um, but you know, to see, I, I think she could definitely, I, obviously I know ring rust is different and, you know, but I think that her and Lita will go out there and tell a story because we know she, she's not already missed. She took out Lita, right? Mm-hmm. Whether there's footage of it or not, we got to see the beat down. True. You know? So yeah, I'm excited for this. I, like I said, I wanted one more run and, and I think I'm going to get it too. And <laughs> It was, it was a pleasant surprise. Like I thought it was a one-off, and I was like, "Oh, she's sticking around. She's having a run, which is which is dope." Uh, mm-hmm. But that's okay. Listen, we got we got to move on. We'll probably cut one from this list, but it's okay. Uh, moving on. Um. Ah, this is a tough one for me, gentlemen. Hmm. Jeff Hardy. Hmm. Uh, Jeff Hardy returning to AEW. Is it too soon? Is this controversial or not? See, I'm on the, the phrase of if he can do it, then who am I to say yay or nay? Mm-hmm. But I understand where you're coming from. It, it, it's all going to come like to me, it, like that could be his safe haven, right? That could be we, we see it as no, take that back. It could be seen as wrestling is causing you to do these things mm-hmm. but then it could be seen as well maybe it's not so much wrestling maybe it was i don't know you know what i mean maybe it's um, just the lifestyle that comes with what comes with wrestling like being on yeah the and putting your body through so like, much and wanting to relax after imagine unwind and but then it's like well what would he be doing and maybe he's trying to he hasn't found maybe he's going crazy not being able to wrestle so i don't know a lot of people were, were they they made it clear like 
if it's what's best for but please know for sure because this is unfortunately i've seen this over and over again mm-hmm. and um it it scares me because jeff hart is one of my favorites and like as much as i'm happy to see him back i didn't, did not think we would see him anytime soon yeah you know for you know a number of different reasons and it i'm i'm it's giving me scott hall vibes mm-hmm. and um you know uh scott hall didn't pass from like alcohol damage but the damage that alcohol did to his body caused him to be in a situation which caused his untimely passing if that makes sense you know what i mean yeah him being dehydrated and falling and not be like that's just wear and tear of just having you know the rough the rough life that he lived and then the effects of you know what alcohol had on his body long term and uh i remember when jeff hardy seemed like he was having some issues in wwe even when he walked out even though he may not have failed a drug test something was obviously up you know and then when he comes to aw he does these crazy spots everybody's like jeff you're in your 40s today like, i don't think this is the answer and then not too late went to vegas as he said and then you know so i i'm i'm stuck because i'm i love jeff hardy he's one of my all-time favorites anytime i'm happy to see him on my tv i'm good but it makes me nervous and i'm like man it's, it seems to me i I think it is kind of controversial to yeah. bring him back so early, but at the same time, as fans, we really don't know. This might be. It's like Ric Flair, like mm-hmm. Ric Flair, not like Ric Flair at home. It can be more detrimental to him than Ric Flair on the road. You know yeah. what I mean? That's the word. Yep. And it's like, oof, man, you, you you're trying to do what's best for the individual, and it's hard to figure out what that is sometimes. But mm-hmm. uh, what, what 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 say you, brother Brandon? Is this controversial for AEW to bring back Jeff Hardy so soon? After after another running with alcohol and 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 you know police like he seems to have nine lives you know when it comes to wrestling and it's like this is not the first we've seen this and who knows if this is the last time I hate to I really hate to put it that way I don't want to sound negative or be pessimistic it's like come on now realistically this is something this is a struggle you know what I mean and it's it, how, how much has wrestling played a part, positive or negative? We don't know that. So is is it does this seem controversial to you for for AEW to bring Jeff Hardy back so soon? I'm going to say <clears throat> yes, with because I don't know. Put it like this: we only know what's publicized to us. We only know what's reported. Mm-hmm. I know, and you know, and anybody that has eyes knows. Whenever Jeff Hardy is with WWE, they try to take care of him and get him the help that he needs. And he mm-hmm. has le- less of these episodes. Like him walking off the ring and they like, oh, go take a drug test. To me, that was, let's make sure he's okay. He was just, uh, yeah, man. He just... frustrated, angry, mad, or whatever it may be. And then he's like, that's my way to get out. Because, you know. And, that's what it looked like. Yeah, and I, I'm not I'm not faulting that. But it seems like every time he's not under the WWE umbrella, he has yeah. moments like this that scares us. And I, I don't want to keep going back to Impact and TNA his time. No, there. we 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 but, we have to, bro, because I was going there. That's why I asked you specifically. This is this is this is exactly where we're going because we know what happened last right. time. Go ahead. Because he wasn't happy in WWE. He went to Impact, cut his hair, had all this creative freedom, could do what he wanted, and then it was look at this match with him and stay. And that company mm-hmm. allowed him to do that, to go out there in front of these fans and take his image. And now with AEW, I'm not saying that he's going out there in the same notion, but has he received what he needs? And is he in the environment that's going to ensure that he gets what he needs? Because truth be told, when these wrestlers speak out about 
Like, look at Paige. WWE was nothing but good. So she said they were good to her. They kept her healthy. Look at um, Brian Danielson. You know, mm-hmm. he said Vince was a little bit overprotective of him. We've heard yeah. a story of Vince putting yeah. people in rehab, putting them in DDP yoga. You know, trying Kurt, to Kurt Angle. Remember, he fired. He's yeah. Kurt Angle. Yep. If you don't Umaga. do this, you're fired. Exactly. Umaga. Yeah. See, I mean, and I don't know what Tony Khan's umbrella is because we only know about the John Moxley situation. You know, oh, thank yeah. God he's good now. He's okay. He's healthy. But is it enough safeguards because we brought him back? Are you going to put him in a position where it's, I don't want to say too much freedom, but will there be warning signs or will that adrenaline get to go on? And then this is what I need because I this is my, oh, I'm hurt. This is what I need. Like, you know, anybody that's addicted to painkillers, when yeah. you're doing things yep. that's called crunchy pain, you need those killers. You yeah. know what I mean? You're going out there to please the fans five nights a week. Because you're the main attraction, you go, I, I can't blame you. I just so I think it's very controversial because is he in the right environment to get what he needs? And like Matt is a good support system for him, but yeah, he can't watch him all the time, right? I really believe, and it's not because I want him back in the WWE. Yeah. I believe that if you look at his history, he had less of these type of things when he was under WWE's watchful eye. I guess is. And I shouldn't say that because I'm not saying AEW doesn't have a watchful eye, but the rope the rope was shorter. Let's just call a spade a spade. Yes, mm-hmm. like 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 wrestlers were scared to do certain things. They they when when Vince said something, he he would love you enough to let you go. Like mm-hmm. um, it, it reminds me of what you said when it comes to these painkillers with Kurt Angle. I didn't realize how crazy. I thought he was just like you know overtaking a few pills. Not this guy was taking thirty and forty pills. A period, like not like a day, like okay, 30 40 pills in the morning, 30 40 pills in the afternoon. I was like, Man, this guy had a death wish. And to hear, I, I know I remember hearing Kurt Angle say he was disappointed with his WWE run, but he understood why. And I didn't get what he would, you know, it wasn't until later when it came out where he was like, oh, I understand why Vince didn't trust me. It's because he knows that when it comes to being the best of this, I'll do anything to make sure that, that I perform at peak performance. So if I put that kind of myself to have one more universal championship run or one, you know, kind of like a, a Goldberg type run, you know, who knows what I will put myself through just to get to that point. If Vince knows that about me. So he's like, we're not even going to even put you in that situation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang. and I was like, dang, man, that's, that's almost, that's, that's, that's a father. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not even going to even let you go. I want you to come back, celebrate, just enjoy your time. And because I know you, if, if I put you in a situation, I can't control what you'll do, what type of pressure you'll put on yourself, what type of, you know, and even the impact when he was still doing moonsaults off the top of the kid and missing, like, no, you have to stop. Like, you know, even though it's one of my favorite moments of impact, but still, you know, it's the same thing with Jeff Hardy. It makes me uncomfortable. It makes me nervous. And it's like, I sometimes being in wrestling isn't the best thing for you. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, because even Matt Hardy said, like, I be with him all the time. Matt Hardy got, like, nine kids. He just keeps popping out babies. I, and trust me, if, you know, you see his lovely wife, you understand why. Like, he's like, dude, don't care. He just, yeah, he's, and he's I can just that seeing him, seeing him in person as many times as I have, you can tell their bodies are taking a toll. Like, just yeah. standing parallel to Matt and Jeff and see Matt do, like, this to turn and just talk to over. Yeah. I was like, oh, I hope he's okay. Like, maybe he just got a crack in his neck. And to see Jeff have to constantly stand up and sit down, I'm like, yeah, you can tell. You know, and this is... I mean, they're in the 40s. Yeah. And it's... I just hope that he gets the help or he's getting the help because it is a... Let's 
let's call it what it is. And this is probably, I'm going to take a minute to say this. They have a different life. They cannot do normal things. Jeff Hardy can't go to Walmart and buy a juice. He just yeah. can't. Right. He, he can't. That's, I don't know the pressure. Down there. Matt Hardy probably could put a hat on and try to go in 7-Eleven, but let one person see him. People going to start following him. You know what I mean? Like, they don't have a normal life that we kind of take for granted. That's why I'm saying under that that care that they need because I don't know what the strain of my mind would be if I knew I couldn't go to Walmart and buy a wine punch for my daughter. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how I have to send somebody else out. I don't know what it's like to not be able to take her to Chuck E. Cheese because I'm famous. But then on the same token, when that music hit, that adrenaline mm-hmm. get to pump and they always say it's a feeling like nothing else. Yeah, right. He might be longer for that. He might jump, jump, jumping off ladders on chairs for the sake. Of- yep. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's trust me, it's uh, oof, we'll just I'll hit the sound anyway. We're just gonna go ahead and rule that one controversial. We're gonna cut one for the sake of time, and mm-hmm. uh, it was. I'll tell you what it is. We don't have to talk about it, but it was Drew McIntyre kind of removing. I knew that was the one you were all, gonna cut. all the signs because this is a. I mean, this is this is a. You know, this is interpretive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, because this could be, this could lead to bigger reasons that we don't know of as of yet. Or it just could be, you know, a free agent trying to make sure he gets, you know, kind of a, it's the business. So you got to play the role. You know what I mean? Nice. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll move on. This is, this is it, like, uh, br- good brothers. This is the last one. This is the most, um, <laughs> most con- controversial thing at the time. And quite honestly, I think for a lot of different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> and uh <laughs> I do. I just I really think it's funny. Um you gotta put this on replies for some of the tweets we get. No, it's just that'll just, be great. Just, <laughs> just as soon as somebody says just hit him. <laughs> and just laugh out some of the stuff. But uh good brother, CM Punk returning to AEW. Is it really worth it? Is this controversial? CM Punk return. Let's talk about it first and foremost, okay? Let's just go there. All right, I'm letting the graphics stay on the screen for a little bit, just for the sake of the sake of the sake of the sake of those who listen. <laughs> I'm just, I'm I like, I want. He was in a reverb. No, I'm just letting it, you know, let it, let it. Well, you, you said know, for the sake it. of the sake of the sake of the sake. I thought I was like, <laughs> that was a cool sound effect. But uh, see, I do my own sound effects. But um, oops, there it is. So CM Punk returns to AEW. Man, there's mm. a lot of rumors going around. In regards to the return of CM Punk, this is why this is the main event of the show. We got <laughs> because uh, is there's so many layers to unpack here, and we're, we're, this is still all speculation. We don't know what this really is at the end of the day, but we, we got to get down to the bottom of it. So the the rumors are saying that CM Punk is returning to AEW. He misses wrestling, according to uh, one of the guys. Is, which one is it? Is it? Is it? Is it Dak? Dax Harwood that's been talking to him, or is it uh I think it's Dax. Dax Harwood's been the one yeah, that's been, so. been in contact with CM Punk the most, and he's talking about CM Punk misses wrestling and now he wants to come back. I don't know if he has bills or what. <laughs> I'm not sorry, I'm trying to be funny. Uh, but CM Punk <laughs> and the rumors are saying that he's gonna come back and he's gonna have they're gonna do another a new show and do a brand split. So the, the people that want to work with CM Punk can go on one show and the rest can stay on Dynamite or the other 50 shows that they have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, now these are the rumors, right? And we're, and we're addressing the rumors. We we don't get involved in these things, but we're going to address the rumors. You know, it doesn't have to be true necessarily, but this is what we're going to talk about. Um, 
Is this worth it? Like, who wants who wants to start? Good idea, bad idea. Now, controversy does create cash. Um, CM Punk is a moneymaker still with his with his 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 name. His name and his presence still draws. Like that, yeah. let's not let's let's give respect where respect is due. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I still regard I still regard uh CM Punk as the one who broke the the glass the shattered he shattered the glass ceiling for the independent superstar. I'm talking about mm-hmm. the guys that pretty much the foundation for AEW is. It started yep. with CM Punk. You know what I mean? Because he proved it in in, in WWE and he's proven it now in in. AEW, right? So that does count for something, right? He was a martyr. He he was. He 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 was he was Moses that led him to the promised land, but he didn't get to enter it. Like, you know, Aaron took over. You know what I mean? It was it was a Joshua? I gotta brush up on Bob study. Um so yeah. Uh, uh, you're giving the education though. I just I just had to I had to think about it for a second. Moses and Aaron's anyway. Um so CM Punk returned to AEW. Mm-hmm. They chose not to fire him. But yet they're paying him and he's doing nothing. Um, all your senior vice presidents that you have left <laughs> have already made it clear we're not working with him. And everybody wants to see CM Punk and FTR versus the Elite. Let's just call it spade a spade. And Elite have made it very clear we don't want to work with him. <sighs> Seems kind of controversial to me based off how this whole situation went down. How it all started with such a hero's welcome. I, re- I returned to the business and it just went sour. And and. And and is anybody did anybody expect anything different? CM Punk has a reputation, and here we are today. We're having this discussion. So, gentlemen, controversial or not, is CM Punk returning to AEW? Good idea, bad idea. Is it worth it? Is it not? Talk to Bro, people. You really created a show because to one person can't get along with three other people. That's got to be more than what he's paying him. The salary's not worth it. It's is that's the most ridiculous thing. And, and you know, a guy who's a was a fan of a project that we did, a guy who's a WWE Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. Eric Bischoff said, you know, it's like, man, y'all deserve what y'all get. Pretty much at this point, you know, like Eric Bischoff <laughs> ain't been this. He ain't been the same since Tony Khan said. I'm not going to make those mistakes. He disrespected Eric Bischoff. He had Eric Bischoff on the show. <laughs> Eric Bischoff That's helped him saying. out. Eric Bischoff co-signed yes. him. And then he's Eric Bischoff going, wait a minute, what do you mean? You're not gonna, oh, we're like WCW 97. So we're not going to make those same mistakes. And ever since he said that, bro. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> it ain't Eric, Eric Bischoff been pissed ever since. But it's like, and I know people out there like CM Punk. I get it. And like we said, we're not kidding ourselves. But first of all, it's a deeper issue because I'll admit I saw it from one side. But then you brought up the point on episode, we'll just say 43 for the sake of numbers. This is episode 72 of the Wrestling Around Now podcast, right? So we're going to say, just say early editions. You brought up a good point. You said they messed up the money. When they went out mm-hmm. there, and it should have been checked a long time ago. This mm-hmm. is another one of those examples of it not being checked. How do mm-hmm. you... So you're going to have a roster, and you're going to split the roster because one person can't get along, right? And everyone out here in Jericho was, like, willing to go, you know, talk to him and probably work with him. You got a big money matchup 
this needs to be hashed out so you could go make the most amount of money. You know, I, um, I, I, is that what they're trying to do? Like, I'm confused though. Like, that's how, not, yeah, like, <laughs> right. How there's, they, there's I, only one matchup that's going to draw the money that you want to see without having to do a complete rebuild, right? As in, like, create a new, first of all, like, no offense to be Jericho, you can only play the hits but for so long. That's like, mm. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what what are people going to do if they're going to have verbal jabs? But then the problem is that the last the, time it didn't hit. Let's be real. Not no, the way it, it hit the first time. Not in their prime. And this mm-hmm. year, it's even like the bell's got a ring. There's there's no doubt in my mind that they will not trade some of the most vicious and verbal jabs because they're two of the best to, to get in that microphone and do what they do. The problem is it's not a promo battle. It's a program. Mm-hmm. The bell has to ring at some point. That's the part that makes me nervous. And I'm trying to figure out maybe I don't know something as a wrestling fan because I don't know anything, but where is the money coming from that you feel like <laughs> that you need to do so much to keep this person around of how beneficial Ooh. he is to your company financially? Because when he and I say that it's because I, I know the name, I know the merchandise, I know the action figures. Thank God, because I finally got my CM Punk action figure after like 15 years or how long. Oh, word? Yeah, because like you know, because remember, you know, for his his last uh this is wrestling figures Wednesday, so don't don't mind this conversation, people. His <laughs> last, his most popular WWE Elite action figure was his um, you know, the match he had against Sean John Cena. I don't remember mm-hmm. what that what, what series that was, but I know that was like that was the one everybody was looking for. And when he left, that was the one every like that the, the price of that went through the roof, and there was no new CM Punk action figures forever. So when mm-hmm. he signed with AEW, of course, you know, that's the first thing they did was produce action figures for him. And, you know, I, I finally got one. And I actually like the figure. I'm like, oh, this is a nice AEW figure. I actually like it better than a WWE version um, that they put out. But I, that, I know that was a major component for what he means to the brand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You need to establish names to draw money. And then once you pull people into the draw, now you can put on your wrestling show, uh, so on and so forth. I understand that. But it's like, is he still that big of a draw now? That you're willing to sit there and produce a whole nother show. You have five different shows already that nobody watches. Like you're, you're, the, the wrestling segment for your audience and your demo is is not as large as it was when you first debuted because of the mm-hmm. initial buzz, the initial anti WWE crap. But now that's your audience now. See, before that was that group was the defection group, Brian H, brother yeah. Brandon. Now that's just your core audience. So you like it's the same audience and. They're not even on TNA standards at this point. Now, don't get me wrong. In all freaking fairness, they're just starting out. Like, I, I get that. They're three, four, five years, however long it's been. They have plenty of time to figure. I, I don't deny that one bit. But I'm sitting there watching it like, what else can you do unless we're all being worked? It, it, it's, it, real quick, I know Brother Brandon got um, a lot to say. Is he the, are they trying to make him the Udonis Haslam? Like, how though? Like, because Udonis you know, Haslam didn't have a bad reputation, Brian H. Like but, he but, was a good guy. But but the word on the street is, if we be fair, mm-hmm. is that uh, according to you know Dax and Cash, that you know he was willing to listen, like basically you know kind of be a locker room leader to those that would listen, give feedback and stuff. So I'm wondering, is if you split this locker room, are you putting you know how like when the Ravens won the Super Bowl, you had yeah. the Ray guys, you had the John Harbaugh guys. Oh are you yeah. Put, yeah, you remember, like, are they putting all the CM Punk guys on one show because he gets along? 
whatever is is it that much it's easier to do it that way but like to me just spending more money because i'm looking at from a television perspective absolutely creating another television show to me it it seems like it would be cheaper to let them go and pay whatever penalty that is but as or are you so scared that he's going to go to wwe so you rather not you rather create a new show I don't know. That's what I, I said. Is he the Adonis Haslam? Well, see, here's the here's the problem. I think his reputation has been so shot, right? Uh-huh. And I don't know if his drawing power is still on that level because at this point, you're only perpetuating the stereotype that we kind of placed on AEW in the beginning mm-hmm. when we said, if this place is not run with proper leadership, the inmates are going to be run the asylum so and yep. you pretty much you pretty much you pretty much give the message that oh if 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 i get locked into a crazy contract that he has to pay me that it's going to cost him more to let me off which is already a bad deal you know as far as you know the employer is concerned now you have to spend more money to cater to someone that younger talent doesn't really get along with so what happens when you go through all that younger talent and now you need new dance partners mm-hmm. well, who who is who is he going to match up with that i'm supposed to care about right especially if he's not committed long term it's because your top guys are supposed to be kenny omega top guys are supposed to be john moxley what did you you bring cm punk back what if kenny omega decides bro i'm not staying here i'm out <laughs> With the young bucks aside, bro, you can keep all this executive vice president stuff. You lose the core of your company to the competition is because you want to cater to an ex WWE guy so bad, or you know what, you just might be financially locked into him, and there's nothing you can do about it. But if the Bucks and Kenny Omega say, "Man, we taking it personal," I'm not trying to hear all that business talk, and then you lose them in 2024 and they show up uh, on WWE with Triple H's programming, then what? Mm. So now, so now, so now, AEW has all WWE guys. And then the core of your company, because I don't know when the last time we've seen Pentagon and Ray Phoenix on TV together. <laughs> I don't know the last time we've seen Pac on television. Cody Rhodes is in WWE the last time I checked. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? What happens if they decide to go? So now you lose the elite, but you got CM Punk. The elite is your upside. They're all, with the exception of the Bucks. Bucks is middle age. CM Punk is old. Kenny Omega is getting up there. What's it worth to you to lose the core foundation of your company for CM Punk because of what his name his likeness and his image kind of brings to the company that's my two cents I'm done brother Brandon this is your stage we know you are going to bring the heat like Miami CM- so the first the first thing I'm going to say is uh, Brian H. What do you might have to do a Patreon exclusive so we can talk about my backstory with CM Punk uh oh <laughs> But all that, all that to the side, I'm gonna tell you this, and you gonna laugh when I say this. CM Punk's gimmick has become controversy. Ooh, I knew it. That's why we saved you for last. That's mm-hmm. and my thing is like, and I'm gonna pose a question, and I know Brian's gonna probably hate this question. Do we really want to see CM Punk and FTR versus the Elite, or do we just want to see the Elite versus CM Punk because we still want to know what happened <laughs> at All Out Brawl Out? Like, let's be honest. FTR has put themselves in this equation because of one tease on TV that, oh, we're with CM Punk because of AEW's formula of nobody can be by themselves. 
So, hey, you're not doing nothing. Go with that person because y'all are friends. Just go out there <laughs> because we don't have any wrestlers that can do anything by themselves. Hold and on. By yourself- <laughs> Next week you'll be you'll be with somebody. Oh no, don't be by yourself. No, no, no. So, do we really? I really want every wrestling fan to think about that. Do we really want to see that? Do we just want to see CM Punk versus the Elite? Now, I I'm gonna say this, and Brian, you probably gonna think you know what froze over. I'm not the biggest fan of CM Punk versus Jericho right now. It was <laughs> it wasn't handled properly. Jericho keeps reinventing himself and to be fresh and decent. What's the point of it now? Um, the problem that we're going to have with this whole CM Punk thing and why it's, it's not controversial to me, it's just him. It's to the point that when you think back to TNA days, right? When TNA mm-hmm. first started in their infancy, they had no superstars, they had wrestlers. They yeah. took they had people guess. and put the company. I'm sorry, the divisions on certain people back. You had a Ken Shamrock be your first champion. You didn't even have your own world's title. You had to use the NWA one, the Mm -hmm. NWA X Division Championship, because remember Mm -hmm. it said NWA TNA, and then you had the NWA tag belts. You put divisions on people back to put eyes on your product. Tony Khan is about to spend, and don't quote me on this, $746 million to make one person happy to make another show when you had three years to make me care about people and you didn't because Bro, you, you were you so fire worried right about now. like if you think about it it's <laughs> you worried about one man making or breaking you when you got a locker room full of infinite talent that you could have took divisions and put it on their back and used them whether they red hot white hot <clears throat> they could be Luke cold for all I care but you didn't do anything with them to your point Adore, you said when the last time I seen this person on screen, you had a whole mirror right there that brought the eyes to your TNT championship. And it ain't been right since because you didn't, <clears throat> I guess you're not friends with this person this week. So drop the belts on. Maybe next week you play playing video games with them. Or maybe this week they came to you with an idea and you're like, yeah, run with it. So I can hug you after the um, pay-per-view that we have. Okay. Wow. Yeah. You're my friend this week. Instead of take yourself out of the fan aspect Get yourself somebody that can run the company. You had Jeff Jarrett on TV for what reason? Challenging for the tag team belts. And you got 12 other tag teams right there that could be doing something. That could be a division. That could be on the back of you. That could be your... What's wrong? No, it's just a fan from Chile. Okay. You got all of these. all, All of these. All of these people in your locker room, male or female, that you could be putting divisions on that back because I'm going to give you something to think about. At one point in Impact, whenever they got to a bad state on AD to Star Power, insert AJ Styles because mm. AJ could have a good match and make people say, oh, AJ versus this person. You remember mm-hmm. those matches because it was AJ versus that person. WCW Chris did the same a- thing with Ric Flair. Woo! You do that with... <laughs> John Moxley is not the answer because they haven't made no. John Moxley the answer. He's they not, haven't made he's him not a ring general. You can't do so much yeah. in the ring with him anyway. Daniel Bryan it should be the special attraction that you want to see his match, whether it's the world title or not, because he's a proven draw to the product. But you got to make him that. You got to make him that proven draw. Mm-hmm. You got to let it be, because at the end of the day, whether he cut a promo, but yet he in the group with some other people, 
and then you mix in, oh, I got ROH, I got TN, I got um uh impact. I mean, I'm sorry, Rampage, Dynamite, Dark, Dark Elevation. Now, what's the Saturday one called? Collision, baby. Collision. And I'm gonna still see the same seven wrestlers. Who's ever his friends that week? Because it's it's strange that everybody says this. <laughs> but you worried about one person. And don't get me wrong, but yes, maybe his stock is that it you announce him, you sell extra tickets. But when Stone Cold couldn't wrestle anymore and The Rock left, WWE found somebody to fill those shoes to announce to do that. When CM Punk broke his foot by jumping into the crowd, your only thought was, okay, Mox, come back. I need your help. Mox never got his vacation, y'all. Right. And that's what we keep talking about. And when Mox said, I'm doing this without a contract, and that should tell you something. Like, you have these people that's loyal to the product. They're probably not loyal to you. They're probably just loyal to the product because yeah, of what, you go. what they're getting out of it. But mm-hmm. you don't have you don't have enough star power because let's call it what it is. Kenny Omega is not an AEW star because you haven't made him an AEW star. He's still a New Japan wrestler. Golly, mm. buddy. Hold on. He's still, you still, I should want to, I should every week know that Kenny Omega is in AEW. Just like I know Becky Lynch is on Monday Night Raw. Bianca Belair is on Monday Night Raw. Roman Reigns is the king of all of wrestling in WWE. I should know that about you got Switchblade there now. Bro, you got Kitty Omega. You that got was my Juice Robinson. You got all of these. You got all of these <laughs> names. But guess what? Look, look what New Japan just did. They took Murderhawk and let him win another match. Look at that. Oh, but you know what? He's he's probably eating delicious catering if he even showing up to an AEW show. But that's a New Japan star. So that, I'm that... I'm gonna get off my I'm gonna get off my rant because I. I watched Impact on Saturday. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. every Sunday, mm-hmm. and I was I was impressed with every match. I was impressed, and I'm starting to I'm starting to do thing. Well, I'm gonna start watching these pay per views from start to finish and watching every match. AEW, I gotta catch my breath, and it's like, yeah. well, what about this person? What about that person? Dang! But guess what? Everybody I expect to see an Impact, I saw. It. Everybody yeah. I cared about, I saw. It. Every person that had a storyline that was meaningful was there. Did the Ray champions win? I don't care because I was invested in the storyline in the match. I didn't care if the Bullet Club kept the tag belts because the Ultimate X match was great. Right. But yet, you watch Orange Cassidy defend this other tier of championship every week on TV. But it's like, what are we really doing? Is it just a prop to have a match? Is it just where's this prestige? Where's the where's the There's I none. care about? Yeah, where's his challenges? What is his thing? Because in a moment notice, somebody can come back and just power bomb him through something and take the title from him. And that's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> I mean, look at the TNT title, or better yet, just keep bringing no name women to the product and say, let Jay Cargill smash her. And now you're like, mm-hmm. I, want, I want her to do more, I want her to be the face of the women's division. But then you have Jamie Hader, one of your hottest agents that you actually did something with, but I don't see her every week. Listen, but you you listen. You worried about CM Punk. You worried about CM Punk. We gotta spend this money to get a whole nother show to make him happy. Because man. he wants to wrestle again. But this is the man that left us for how many years? Seven. Yeah. I mean at look, home while people chanted for him to come back, but 
oh, I want to come back and work with these guys. I want to come back and be this. But then in the same breath, you talk crap about them next to your boss. Mm. And yeah. let's call yeah. it what it is. This is the last thing I'm going to tell you. That match with him and Darby <laughs> Allen, he should be thanking Darby Allen for carrying him during that match. Man. Yeah, yeah, he did not look up to speed in that match, man. That that's he, when I he, knew he I was like Darby, Darby thanked him for the house, but he should have thanked Darby for carrying him during that match. <laughs> but Tony Khan, you didn't watch that match, did you? No, because you was too engulfed. Oh, look how much money I'm making. CM Punk is back. I just spent all this money for cult of personality. I gave everybody ice cream bars. Look how much his t-shirt is selling. But it ain't AEW t-shirt. It's from a different, but we worried wow. about CM Punk. Man. I, I listen, brother Brandon. I couldn't agree more. It was it, one of the points you made specifically in regards to Kenny Omega. I said the same thing. I was fussing today on on Twitter about um, <laughs> Jay White's like showing up. Like I was excited for him to be in AEW. Like okay, I get to see my guy stateside, and I'm watching. It. I'm like, bro, this is it though. I'm like, yo, right. this is this is like I, I heard Bully Ray. Was it Bully Ray? Uh, he said he didn't think that Jay White was. Um, <laughs> said this rant was brought to you by championship culture <laughs> yes it was uh, he, one of the things he said when well, he said that uh, Jay White doesn't look like a big star like he does, he's, he's not being you know what I mean because not his time in Japan and I was kind of like yeah you're kind of right because he had the same issue in Japan that he's going to have anywhere right now it was a lack of dance partners right There, there's a point in time where you had Shinsuke you had AJ you had Tanahashi you had Okada you had um Katsuya Shibata, you had um, uh, Tatsuya Naito, you had, you know what I mean? You, you had um, Will Ospreay was uh, in and out. With Will Ospreay, you had Zack Sabre Jr., you had um, Ibushi. Like, you had so many talent. Like, you had oh, so much frozen. talent. I, no, I'm, I think it's you frozen. Okay. He had so much talent. You're good to go, though. He had so much talent. Like, there were so many dance parties. So, like, the G1 climax was ridiculous. You know what I mean? Not to mention a couple other guys that were coming over. You know, of course, the the Bullet Club and Machine Gun, Carl Anderson, and the whole like it was a lot of people there. Kenny Omega was 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 mid card young guy. You know what I mean? It was a lot of that, and it's like by the time Jay White got there, it was just him. You know what I mean? It was just like, eh. Like I, I wanted to see like four or five matches between him and Elkhart, and four or five matches with him and Tanahashi, but that he didn't have those type of rivalries. So you, you come over to AEW, and I'm just like, dude, this is a former IWGP World Champion. He's just not being booked like a big deal. Like even if who who who's who's the World Champion right now? It's um um yeah, yeah. I MJF, MJF, just right? won it, right? Yeah, it, it, MJF. For like oh, even if was, okay, so yeah, Japan. like I'm just well, no, in in AEW, I'm like, bro, like. He, at least come over in a big deal. Like, for instance, when Chris Jericho debuted, he didn't come over and beat The Rock and Austin in the same night, the first night, but he debuted against The Rock. You know what I mean? Like, like, like his debut mm-hmm. was forever etched in stone because of the interaction. Like, okay, listen, we don't know what you can do in the ring. And most likely he had to learn the WWE style. But at least what you do well is on the microphone. Let's put you in a situation with our best guy on the microphone, right? It was, it was, it, it kind of set. I never knew Chris Jericho was in a bad space until I watched the documentary. Cause as a kid, he was being booked as a big deal to me. Right. Mm-hmm. You see these debuts. When Cody Rose comes back, who is he beefing with? He's beefing with Seth Rollins. He didn't attack Braun Breaker. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's not, you know, like he's immediately in a big feud immediately. Like, it was, it, and it wasn't the world title match. It doesn't have to be about the titles. You know what I mean? But it's like, it's got to be with something or someone that's important enough to say this guy's a big deal because Jay White has to have a reason why he's interrupting him. And it's just like, 
he gets in a, he has this match and he's beefing with Sean Spears at the end of the match. I'm like, come on, bro. This is what are you doing? <laughs> he deserves like, bigger. Like, what are you doing? Because now he's going to be a Japan guy. Like, he's always going to be a New Japan guy. Kenny Omega is the same way. Like, Kenny Omega had his uh his excursion of gold, but it's kind of almost null and void. Is because he got hurt and he was out for so long. So you really forgot that it had his place in history. Look, and with he that, has, and this is something real quick. When you look at AW, they mm-hmm. rely too much on outside factors. Yeah, I I, I agree. It's it, it's he has more like his career is going to be mostly like you said, New Japan. He has more of a career in New Japan than he has in AEW. And I understand the distance and the time and all kind of stuff. But it's like, at the end of the day, he's going to be known. He still looks like a New Japan guy. And when he first got there, he's a tag team champion. So I'm like, why is he not fighting for the freaking title? Like, he's the biggest star mm-hmm. in the world. Right? This, this is your chance to put him on that platform. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. like I said, I oof, off my soapbox. Yeah, you got me going. What did, uh, what did AJ do when he came to WWE? Who, did he, who was his first feud? First of all. First of all, he debuted against Roman. Like Roman was in the ring waiting for him. They was the, he mm-hmm. was the young gun. Like there was a reason for that because everybody knew Roman had the record. Everybody knew Roman was the favorite of that match. So like, what can we do to make sure that this guy's debut is at least important? It didn't mean that AJ was going to be fighting for the title of WrestleMania, but the but the idea that the thought could potentially be there, it puts you in a bigger space. Like mm-hmm. Jay, I'm like, I'm like, this is the best shot. Yeah, he went all the way. Jay White. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was just like, yeah, it, it, and that's and I was disappointed. Now, honestly, I don't think WWE probably would have done that much better for him because where does he fit in in WWE? You know what I mean? So it's like I was okay with him and I wanted him to be in AEW, but I'm like, bro, what is he going to do? This is my issue with AEW. And I just saw that Adam Cole segment he did with his wife, and I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. I got all this talent, and it just these execution is just like something's off. But yeah, man, CM Punk back in AEW, man, it's. I, there's 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 very little hope for me that this is going to turn out to be a positive thing, maybe positive for them financially, but long term, man, I have no idea. This has got to be one of the most controversial things to this day. Like CM Punk's reputation is just CM Punk's reputation. It doesn't matter what he says. We all know how the story is going to end. But um, man, brothers, we did it again. We had we had a this is, whew, this has been quite the conversation. It's been a little yep. cringy. Been a little cringy. We went a little long. I apologize. I know my show's a long one. I tried not for them to be, but <laughs> more and more. I mean, we've been. It's of, been. This been due though. We've been due to have the third controversial like in wrestling because we did it like as mentioned in season one. Yeah, like a, a, a decade ago. You know, I mean, a decade plus, and it's, yeah. it's so much happened since then. Like even then, we were talking about Val Venus and Gold Dust and stuff like that. So it's like we know what's controversial. You know what I mean? We know it's not. That's why we took a look at these new things going on. I say that we have to decide: is this controversial or is this not? But CM Punk returned we'll to AEW. Controversial. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk getting rid of uh, Twitter live cut. That's controversial because I can't cut uh, clips during the show no more. He don't have nothing else better to do with his time, bro. Like, <laughs> Right. Like, what's, what's up with you, man? Stop trying you to ruin not Twitter, gonna, bro. It's not gonna save you money. Like that ain't gonna cut. That's not gonna solve your problems, bro. You know, nobody told you to mess with it. Nobody told you to buy it, and then you realize you ain't want it, and you got stuck with it. And then he got stuck with it. He tried to file a lawsuit and get out of it. He said, "Nah, bro, you signed the papers. You are gonna kick that you money out? That. That's you. You own that." The investors and the owners said, "Fellas, we did it. Forty-four billion dollars on the table. I don't care what happens to this thing." Yeah. Elon's like, nah, I changed my mind. I was just drunk. I was no, nah, you was junk tweeting. You gonna you sign these papers. <laughs> but, <laughs> but gentlemen, time will tell. We have WWE ba- WrestleMania backlash coming up in Puerto Rico. Uh, I'm um, there's, there's there's 
bound to be some controversy there. Uh, we have uh, what's the eight next AEW pay per view is what? It's uh, I don't know why I just assume double or nothing. Double or nothing. That's what I was going to say. Is that, is that right? I just assume all of them is just double or, double or nothing. But I think it is double or nothing for real this time. Um. So yeah, we have um, so much uh coming down the pipeline. Uh, brother Brandon, do you want to talk about championship culture? Okay, we we mentioned it earlier, but I know that uh you have a chance to 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 kind of dive into it yourself. Is there anything you want to say about it before we wrapped up? Well, I would have to say, you know, today is Wednesday. And what's Wednesday? What's the tagline for Wednesday? It's Wednesday. You know what that means? No, it is. It's World is it World Championship Wednesday. Because every day in the um, wrestling community and all the groups on it has a different day. Um, oh. So Tuesday is Title Tuesday. So mm-hmm. going forward, um, and this Tuesday, as long as there's no hiccups or anything, the world will be able to see the first episode of Championship Culture. So nice. let me let me hit the sound so effect. Nervous, nervous the first episode is going to be a thing where you know answer that burning question that everybody asks me. You know, having a hundred plus belts, they always ask me this one question. I always have to look at it and be like, really want to know the answer. So with that answer, it comes every belt have a story. So tune in on Tuesday. Um, on YouTube, you'll see it. It should be on there. Not going to give you a time. Just keep checking our Twitter feeds. And yeah, we'll definitely, we'll definitely tweet it out. Instagram. Just keep yeah. just keep looking for the countdown for it. But I can tell you on Title Tuesday, you'll see it. And hopefully, if all goes well, the following Tuesday, we'll have that um, live argument. I'm not going to call it an argument. Maybe that live debate, Brian Waters, about... <clears throat> A certain belt. <laughs> Sorry. Uh-oh. I had to clear my throat. <laughs> Uh-oh. As he looks around. Go ahead, go ahead brother. Go ahead. I'm... You nah, I put forward? it over there because I actually... Oh, I put it over there. I had it earlier. Out. You talking about this one right here? Yeah. Right. Oh, that one? This. You, th- you talking about that one up there? Yeah, that gorgeous thing. That belt Yo, right there? Sexy thing, you... That might be the first live edition of Championship Culture, but I can tell you the first episode will be answering that one burning question that I get asked the most. And you'll see why every belt has a story. Mm. So we shall see you on Tuesday. If not, just keep checking out social media feeds. Find me at BA underscore guy or custom guy 913 on Instagram. Brian, what's yours again? Brian H. Waters. <laughs> I just like you say it. Say it like you made it. Brian H. Waters. Yeah, that's so, going right. <laughs> <laughs> and the real Dwayne Allen. Thank you guys. I appreciate y'all letting me have my random on AEW. Be looking mm-hmm. out. Maybe me and Brian can do that Patreon exclusive uh, because he noticed the CM Punk story. I, I want to know. What the, I want to know. I want to know what the heck happens with with with, uh, with Brother Brandon and CM Punk, but guess what? You guys won't get a chance to hear that. So if you want to hear it, subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Russell underscore run. Peace! We have a problem.